Is this thing on? Are you ready, Matt? You're listening to Box Office Avengers with Matt Diaz and Ernesto Santos. Good evening, folks. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Box Office Bingers. Ernesto, we have, we got a jam-packed show. We got the news is heavy. What I've been watching, at least anyway, there's a lot going on. I'm not going to lie. I've been, I've been glued to that TV like this whole week. And <laughs> we're reviewing a movie that we said we were going to review, just not when it came out, but we're going to do it months later and we're keeping to that promise. So, and we got a special guest returning back. Ernesto, tell the people, tell our, our wonderful listeners what we are reviewing and who we have on this week. Well, we are reviewing the new live action Mulan series, movie series. <laughs> and we have, and, uh, we have Steve, just kidding, uh, <laughs> Esteban Guerras coming back. Coming back on. What's going on, Steph? Glad to have you back. Uh, well, I hate you. And also, just to correct you, it's not a series. It's actually a movie, Ernesto. I, I corrected myself, okay? I realized. I was like, no, I said that wrong. Well, well and I messed I, it up already. So I already messed it up, and we're off to a great show. We're off to a great <laughs> start. So, but wow. I am excited to be back with you guys. Thanks for having me again. Yes, last time we had you on, we talked about The Vast of Night almost six months ago. So uh, I'm glad you said yes yet again. Or, or you just were ignoring our calls the, the previous time. <laughs> no, no. Time, time flies when you're drunk all quarantine. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, um, we're going to talk about some news. And we got a lot of news to talk about. And the big one of the week, we're not going to, you know. Huge. Huge. It is huge news. Huge. <laughs> uh, the, the huge news that came out this week is that Warner Brothers has decided to make a very ambitious decision to release their entire 2021 film slate in theaters and on HBO Max at the same time, on the same day, simultaneously, and more importantly, they will be doing so at no extra cost to the HBO Max subscriber. So that's a lot to unpack there. Uh, so just, just kind of reviewing how we got to this point. Uh, and just kind of starting from the beginning, as you know, two weeks ago, we talked about Warner Brothers releasing Wonder Woman 1984 in theaters and on HBO Max on Christmas Day, which they're still doing. And then at the at that time, that was going to be the only film to do so. All parties, including AMC, were on board with this plan and basically calling it, you know, based on, you know, due to our unfortunate circumstances, you know, this was like a win win situation during these covid times for like a one case deal. Now <laughs> they decided like. The whole the whole 2021 film slate. That's what we're doing. So before we continue, Ernesto, uh, what are your initial thoughts on this on this move here? I mean, it's a happy medium because you have people who don't feel safe to go to the theaters, but they still want to show love to the theaters, but also want to give people who don't want to go to the theaters want to give them that option. I mean, it's I think it's it's great all around because it's going to. 
the people who really want to see it in the theaters, like myself, like I want to see, even though Wonder Woman is coming out, you know, at home, I, I want to go see it in Dolby. That's what, that's a movie yeah. that needs to no, be I, seen. I agree. That's a good um, movie. But I think it, it's a, I think it's a great move. Obviously, well, I'm sure we're going to get into that in a little bit that some people have gotten really upset about it. You know, yes. uh, Christopher Nolan, IGN reported <laughs> on their Instagram about he just, he blasted HBO Max. Yeah, for, he was like the worst it. streaming service ever. I was like, first of all, this is a beautiful streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it really, I really think it, 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 it does offer a great value for what you get. Like there yeah. is so much content, content. on there. <laughs> yes. And I think them adding this whole new dynamic of new releases for a month on HBO Max but still showing them in the theaters, I think. I mean, I think it's a great move. It's a, it's the best you're going to get in the situation that we are in the pandemic. But I do understand why these creative and artists, you know, they felt into it and they want to get the most value for it. I mean, I get it. I mean, I get. It. I would. I understand. But you know, this. Look at the world. Look at the situation we're in. Like, you're not going to recoup the same earnings you were going to get pre-COVID. Yeah. I mean, same, I mean, same, I mean, I got, when we saw that news come in, I think we all kind of did the same thing. We were like, holy shit, like, <laughs> yeah. like 2021 is about to go off. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's the same thing I'm with Ernesto on that. And is this going to completely kill the movie theater? No. Is it going to completely change the way that we interact and we actually get to see movies? Yeah. I mean, like Ernesto said, there are people that have never, that have not been to a theater in ages because they prefer to wait till it was on Redbox or it was streaming somewhere. I mean, this is a happy medium. You're going to get the, because I mean, let's be real. When the movie theaters open back up, if you want to see it in theaters, the people that want to see it are going to go see it. I mean... I mean, we're, we're movie buffs. I mean, we understand like we under, understand that experience in the theater and that that joy it gives us and that nostalgia that we get from doing it on, on a big screen. So like we all want that still. And But do I want to watch Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas Day in my pajamas? Uh, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but then also, I mean, it's still a smart move. If you think about it, it's only on for 30 days. If you think about it, you know, things get past us for 30 days in the month. You're going to be like, oh, crap, I missed it on HBO. I'll go watch it in theaters, real, you know, after all. So it's not like it's going to completely take away from the theater experience. But, um, yeah, no, I think this is a great move. I mean, let's be real. The amount of movies that you had coming out in 2020 that you had to push to 2021 and then the 2021 movies that were going to possibly be pushed again like when were we ever going to see those films? I mean, I think it's a great move on on HBO and Warner Media's you know part. So, I mean, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here. I'm pro yeah. HBO Max. <laughs> it's yeah. it's it's a tough honestly, it's a tough call to make um, because yeah. you know obviously with with a move like that, and honest, I, I was quite surprised. Not, well, not with Wonder Woman because I'm like, well, I was actually I was yeah. surprised with Wonder Woman 1984. Like, oh okay, but this seems like a one time thing, right? But then they'd said the whole. 2020 2021 movie slate i was like wow so we're in this for the long haul like they they're mm -hmm. like basically what they're doing is they're securing themselves that not only are we getting these movies out but we and more importantly we are securing subscribers for the whole year of 2021 uh, esteban like you said those movies are going to be on there or, or ernesto uh one month it's only going to be there for 30 days whenever it decides to release after that it's going to go to video on demand so then you can either rent or buy the film on either voodoo like itunes google play all that stuff that you can rent or buy a movie they'll be available there and then i'm going to 
how Mulan did it, it will eventually come back to the streaming service so you can watch it whenever you want. So really, like, that's not a bad model. And then if you really yeah. want to see the movie, like, right then and there, that, and if you don't have HBO Max, guess what you're going to be doing? You're going to be signing up for HBO Max to watch the movie. Yeah. And exactly. then when they have at least one big, big budget movie coming out a month, you might as well just hold on to it. And that's exactly what they want you to do. Absolutely. And you know what? I mean, like, let's be real. And and they go, well, now wonder, well, now HBO Max is taking away the free like the free trial um, aspect as well, too. It was like, well, of course they are. Yeah. Like, you got to make your money back some way. Right. And I mean, I know we mentioned Christopher Nolan and then like part of me wants to be like, like, stop complaining, dude. Like you, you kind of put like this is because of you almost in a sense, because, you know, months before you were pressuring the studio to to put Tenet out and be like, you need to do, you know, put Tenet out is like in the middle of a pandemic. And they did it. And then, uh, you know, ended up losing millions in this in the sense. So it's like we're kind of here because this was we did a trial and error with what Christopher Nolan wanted to do to begin with. <laughs> and now, you know, the best way for us to do that is to just simultaneous release it. And you know what? Warner, Warner Media even made that comment where it's like, look, this isn't like a forever thing. This is just right. for the first year. Like we're doing this yeah. 2021. Like we just we know things times are tough and like let's just get people excited and happy again. You know, we all lack that magic of the movies at the moment. So, yeah, let's just have let's have some fun. And everybody needs to stop complaining. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what it, I think the problem is, is that they're setting a very dangerous they're setting a dangerous precedent. Like they're like, okay, well, you know, so what's going to happen moving forward? Like that, this to him, he probably sees this as the downfall of the movie theaters. I mean, to your point, the reason why he wanted it out in theaters is because of his love of the movie theaters. Like he wanted, you know, wanting them to survive. But I do think that it's not, there is no, there is no going back to the old way. You have to adapt or create a new, a new way because what was before is not going to, it's not going to happen again. So what's a what's a way that we all can win? And I mean, you're still they're still going to get the experience. You know, the the film the, the films are going to get out there. But I'm just glad that there is an option for people to still go to the movie theaters. And I think Matt, we've been talking about this before. I think maybe what we'll see is that the movie theaters will just turn. Hopefully, they'll just adapt and turn into something new. Like you can't be as maybe we don't need a 24 screen theater anymore maybe you just need like five or ten really deluxe screens and then you only put like the big like the big blockbusters out yeah you know and then everything else can go online and you know it's and it's funny you say that ernesto because also in the same sense i feel like you know is warner media kind of like bringing back the aspect of family again because now we've been in like quarantine and we've all been at home, stay at home orders to the sense where these big budget movies are being released on HBO Max, you know, simultaneously as a movie theater where parents are saying, all right, cool. Like we have the subscription to HBO Max. Let's get the whole family together. Let's pop some popcorn. Let's make a whole experience out of it for the kids. Let's have a theme party, you know, for like Wonder Woman or like for whatever may be coming out. So like one in, in a sense, Warner Brothers is bringing back family time and, you know, experiencing the love of movies all together because, you know, if, if it was like, you know, Wonder Woman, most likely the kids would have gone out to go see the movie and then maybe the parents would have gone out on their own to go see the movie. But now we're all at home. We're all going to watch it together and we're going to spend that family time. And you get to pause it and go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and you I mean, don't miss a thing. There's a lot of positives. Yeah. yeah. You know, there are there are a lot of positives there. And, you know, you funny you mentioned the whole theme party. Steph, I totally see you 
doing like a theme party for like whenever a movie releases. I already have one planned. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I was like, let's do an '80s party for the Wonder Woman release. <laughs> Like, you know, there's going to be, I think you're right. I think there's going to be a lot of those, but you know, they, sh- they should just market the hell out of that. That's what yeah. they should. <laughs> yeah. That's a great marketing like tool to use that. Like, Hey, theme party central or, you know, family time again or whatever. Yeah. Hey, Ernesto, I do agree with you though, that there, there is a dangerous president being displayed here. Like, you know, the HBO max is like are saying like right now, like, Hey, this is only a one time thing, but on the other side of it, on a darker side against the movie theaters, they could be like, wait a minute, this is making a lot of money. We, we don't, and like, so like, we don't know where that's going to go. It's a, it's a very interesting way. And I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes from here. Like, yeah. and, and, but like, for, but for now, because like 2021, like we're, we're, it's not going to be like as soon as the new year starts and we're, everything's going to be great. It's going to take some time. Yeah. So I feel like it, this is a safe model to, like, look, it, even if you decide to bring all those movies into the theater and don't even include HBO Max and you just say, screw it, you're going to lose millions regardless. That was shown in Tenet. So at this point, this is honestly a win-win for everybody. The theaters are definitely not going to get as much money as they were going to before. That That's a given. Even if you just if even HBO Max was off the table, it's just not going to happen. So with that, you know, at least you're getting back something. It's something that you weren't getting before. And yeah. to, to, to the to the movie theaters. So I honestly see and then, you know, we have that option to go when we want to go. If we want to see it in the theater, if we want to see it at home, Esteban, like you were saying, bringing families together and like making it an event like, yeah. you know, it was it's an event to go to the theater. But maybe next year it's an event to do this at home. So, you know, get get everyone together. And like we're going to sit down and watch like a big blockbuster movie that we would have seen in the theater, but now we're seeing it at home. And so like, it's, it, it just, it just feels a little bit better. It feels like that's what we need, at least at this point right now. And mom and dad saved a couple of hundred bucks of not having to pay like <laughs> all the popcorn and then all sure, the drinks and everything. Right. So, and, you know, and plus right. Warner, Warner brothers is really gaining because instead of them getting you on the hook for one movie, they're hooking you as a subscriber. So that's yeah. every month reoccurring. And then afterwards you're like, after a certain point, after like three months, you're like, well, I've already been paying for it for three months like, and I've I'll been using it, it so much. I'll just keep it. And yeah. then how long down now they've retained you every now they got you on the hook for until you decide to cancel. Yeah, right. right. And, 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 it's, and it's not only it's like it's, the hook is all these big blockbuster movies that they're trying to get you. And if you don't already have it, what's what? could possibly make you stay is all of the other shit they have on that streaming service it's Which not well just with. those movies <laughs> like yeah. you have a plethora of shows that are hbo max exclusives and then not even the we haven't even mentioned the future movies and tv shows hbo max originals had already planned this is just a bonus yeah. from what they already planned for 2021 so like and, and especially if they don't increase the cost if the cost stays the same again like if you if you're into these movies that are coming out, let's you know maybe it's time to consider. Hey, this is a streaming service I should be looking into. Yeah. So what we're saying is we reject your statement, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, we, it is not like, the worst streaming like service. We, I, he has yeah. a point, but also yeah. you know we're on. He has a point. Yeah. Times here. <laughs> I mean, I get, I understand why he's, <clears throat> I understand why he's upset. Yeah. I get it, but you have to, you have, you have to get out of that old world mentality. And we have to just find a new way for the theaters to survive. So yeah. just leaving them in the theaters exclusively, that's not going to work anymore because right. people now know that, oh, 
we don't have to wait three months anymore. There's that's yeah. just up to the studios to decide. Oh well, then why don't why can't we have that? You know, What's and not just stop? that, but think think about how how we came from that portion as well too. Because before it being in the theater for like three months and then waiting for it to be on video on demand, we used to go to the movies. And you'd see a movie, and then when would we get it on VHS? What felt like a year and a half later. It really did. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's finally on VHS, and so what you is know, this it VHS was, you're, you keep saying? I'm not, I'm, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this bus you're speaking of? <laughs> Be kind, rewind. Be kind, rewind. What is that about? But yeah, I mean, like, you know, as we have seen, we are adapting, like the the film industry is adapting with the times and we are, we are very much a very, you know, I want it right now. I want it right now type of, you know, you know, system. And, and that's what we do. You know, you instantly stream something, you instantly Google something, you instantly see something. And why should I not instantly experience something at the same time as well too so you know right I, i'm here for it absolutely um so just just to, also for that uh, hbo max they are not big on 4k content i know that's a pretty big deal for people who watch <laughs> movies in 4k and you know pay extra for netflix in 4k but hbo max has not done that until now so they're claiming that all of these up to 17 films, Mario. It could be more, it could be less. But as of right now, they're they're planning on releasing 17 movies onto HBO Max throughout the, the 2021 year. And they're all going to be in 4K. So that's going to first start off with Wonder Woman. So that already, you know, th- that, that entices at least a little bit of the viewer. Like, oh, okay, you got me on, you know, added viewing or added like quality of the film instead of just HD, we got 4K. Um, so that that's another bonus that, you know, they weren't doing before because of this new model. And then some, probably some of you are asking, like, what are these movies and when are they going to come out? And we're about to tell you. Uh, so if you want to listen, if you want to watch the live action Tom and Jerry movie, uh, you can catch that on March 5th of 2021. Obviously, these are all going to be in 2021. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong will be released on May 21st. Uh, Ernesto, depending on where we are in this pandemic, that might be the first movie that gets my attention to go back into the theater because really? what better w- what better way to look at big monsters <laughs> than on a big screen? In Dolby. In Dolby, yes. <laughs> in Dolby. Okay. <clears throat> so, now I will go with you. Yes. If you oh, decide oh, to go, I will go yes. with you. It depends <laughs> on where we are, obviously. But, like, if, if we're in a, a good, like, if we're like in a good steady, you know, we could be in a different place in May. Uh, but if we're all good, then yeah, I definitely want to see. Uh, Enjoy the last movie. Say, say that again, uh, Esteban. I, was, uh, I said, did you uh, did you enjoy the last Godzilla movie? I did. Uh, I liked Kong. I did okay. not like. Uh, I, I was okay with Godzilla. I was so bored with Godzilla. I think it that's was a little really, boring. Yeah. It, it got, <laughs> it I, I, pulled a, I pulled an Ernesto and I fell asleep in the middle of it. <laughs> wait, wait, hold I, on. I, let me take that back. I liked Godzilla. Was a King of Monsters? I that was that was okay. The first Godzilla <laughs> was like, eh. Then the the sequel to that was like, okay. But Kong Skull Island, that was really good. I I did enjoy Kong Skull Island, and I think that's why I think that's what would bring me back to that. To, to this, you know, this team or this versus movie, just because like I really enjoyed Kong, because Godzilla just didn't really do it for me. I mean, me and Ernesto have like an ongoing joke about Godzilla because that what was it that 2000 movie or 1999, whatever it is, 
and we we've talked about it. I was like, why did they make him have feelings? Like, <laughs> yeah. he's, the one he's a he's a monster. <laughs> he's killed people. Like, like <laughs> God. Like nobody Godzilla cares what he. Yeah, they're like, oh, Godzilla has feelings. Like nobody cares about that. Like he's a monster. <laughs> He's destroying the city. He's destroying the city. Monster baby. Well, and I was like, yeah. And y'all made him a little plate of food to come eat at in the middle of the city. Get out of here. Well, Kong had feelings, or has at least the. the well, the, because he's a primate. Like, there's a difference. You know what I mean? Like. That's fair. That's fair. Um, plus, I think it, I think it's all about the way you do it. Like, if you do it cheesy, like they did, like it was like, yeah. like they would literally show like the inside of a crater of a building. And he made a little Godzilla nest for his. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were like, they're like, who's going to who's going to lead this movie? Oh, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Like, <laughs> who can save us? Matthew Get Broderick. That's who's gonna <laughs> Get out of here. How, how dare you? You know what? I'd rather have... have two days off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take another day off, Ferris. <laughs> Take another day off, Ferris. We don't need you here. I'd rather have Sarah Jessica Parker having sex in the city for this. <laughs> I want that episode of Sex in the City where Godzilla comes in. <laughs> Go back to being simple. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so yeah, Godzilla versus Kong. Everyone just <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, he's like, well, I'm excited about it. <laughs> We're going to go see him, Matt. Don't worry. Yeah, we're going yeah, to review it, too. Right. <laughs> uh, May 21st, he can catch that. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna, I want to come back for the Godzilla and Kong one, because I'm either going to be like, that was shit, or I'm going to be like, you know what? Fine. It was good. <laughs> hold, we'll, we'll hold you to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can catch The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, on June 4th. Uh, you can, uh, in the Heights, I know, Ernesto, you were pretty excited about oh this. Oh, my God. I'm 18. so ecstatic. You, you catch that on June 18th. There you go. <laughs> in the Heights. There you go. Limo Real Miranda. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if you're looking for more Space Jam, but, you know, with, with LeBron James and not Michael Jordan, uh, you can catch Space Jam A New Legacy on July 16th. The Suicide Squad or Esteban oh Jam on August 6th. You can catch that. Are you so excited, excited for Suicide Squad? I am thrilled for Suicide Squad. <laughs> I well, I'm because I'm a James Gunn fan. Like I am just, you know, he knows what he's doing. I mean, he's proved it with all of, you know, everything that he's done in the past, and 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 everything. And he doesn't usually do things unless he's passionate about it. And Homeboy's passionate about it. And the the I watched um, DC uh, Fandom. Fandom, and yeah, yeah fan i i love fandom i mean it did better than comic con it did better yeah. than all these other streaming things that they did Absolutely. um it was beautifully done and just that that whole portion that they had the behind the scenes like he's excited about it like you can tell when a, a director's like excited about a project and he was oh, just yeah. like he was just like so much information that he wanted to give but he knew he couldn't he's like oh my god oh my god and the 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 rare characters that he has lined up for this this I think is just what really has me pulled in because I was like, how do you make polka dot man work? Like, how do you make like all these rando th- these rando characters work? But you know, I'm like, all right, you know what? Yeah, go for it, James Gunn. I'm here for it. I'm excited. And Harley's gonna be in some classic red and black, so I'm here for that. Yeah, Ooh, true. Um, 
And and also like you know James Gunn could like this was around the time like I believe before they started filming where uh, Marvel came back to him he's like you know what we were wrong we're, we we want to give you guard you know we're we're back on for Guardians three and he's like well wait a minute mm-hmm. I had already done I'm already in this process of the movie so you're gonna have to wait he could have easily just said sorry DC I'm going back on the other side but he's like I'm yeah. committed to this project so you're gonna have to wait a minute and so that just shows how much he's you know he's really devoted to his his projects. And I think I respect that. And I think that's why it makes me really want to, like, why I'm so excited for that film is just because, like, same, I mean, same thing. Because when he, they were like, okay, you can have it. He was like, well, you're not going to see anything from Guardians. Because somebody asked him, they go, oh, you know, I saw an interview where he was like, yeah, they go, you're going to do Guardians now, too. He's like, well, I'm really focused on Suicide Squad right now, and I'm excited about that. So that's what I'm going to focus on. We'll talk about Guardians when we get there. I was like, oh, right. all right, yeah, man, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> So yeah, I'm yeah. excited for Suicide Squad. That one's gonna be, I think, awesome. Okay. Um, okay. There okay. you go. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. You got my, you got my attention now. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can catch the sci-fi, uh, which was gonna be uh, sci-fi, it was drama, action, whatever you want to call it. Dune, October first. You can Ooh. catch that. And then yeah. Matrix Four. Keanu Reeves is coming back. Hold on. There's there's some drama surrounding Dune though. Is there? Didn't legendary, yeah. Isn't legend, didn't legendary entertainment? Um, didn't legendary. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. We're jumping the gun a little bit, but yes, you're right. Legendary entertainment. Uh, who is the production company who helped finance Godzilla versus Kong and Dune claimed that Warner brothers never did not consult them <clears throat> on the decision to move their movies to HBO max. So they are looking to sue Warner brothers right now. And they've also said that uh, we are, we will, you know, we want to talk to them and we are happy to come up with like uh, either compensated or um, we are like we're, we're not like they're not like ruthless. They're like, we want to chat. We want to see where the decision came from. We want to keep our partnership with Warner Brothers. But we're like, we kind of got to, you know, thrown off guard for a little bit here, yeah. which is understandable. Which is funny yeah. because, you know what, within that, with everything that you just said as well, too, I've read similar interviews and articles as well, which is funny because all of, everything that they said is like, oh, they're going to sue. But at the same time, they're like, I mean, but we're not going to let you not show it, though, because right, yeah, yeah. we do want <laughs> everyone to see it. And I was like, so then what are you mad about? Are you, are you just I mad think... because they asked dad after they asked mom and they said yeah. no? Like, <laughs> so I'm like, all right. I think they were like the converse. I think they were like maybe they should have at least had the conversation first. Right. Yeah. yeah. I agree. You yeah. You could have shot us a text message or something. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a smoke signal, something, a letter, yeah, something. an email. Like, like, yeah. Like, didn't you get the Didn't you get the newsletter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the company newsletter. We didn't. We didn't send out. No, we must. We forgot the CC. So we didn't send that one out. Oh, damn. Oh, damn it, that was my assistant, Jeremy! <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to make sure they get paid. I get yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then Keanu Reeves is coming back from Matrix 4. Uh, I and mean, you catch that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> December 22nd, you can catch that one. So, yeah. That, he was supposed to, that one's supposed to come out the same day as the new John Wick as well, too, right? What was supposed to. That's right. Yeah, That's yeah, right. They, 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 they're no longer doing that. But I would have yeah. loved to have seen that showdown. Yeah. Uh, so, what about... Have we, when is 
the new James Bond supposed to come out? Is that scheduled to be coming out anytime? Well, Are we forgetting about that one? No, no, well, James Bond is not from Warner Brothers, but oh, they are right. still okay. committed. MGM is the studio. Oh, MGM, uh, okay. And and currently it's slated for April of 2021. So whether they keep that date or not, we don't know. Whether they come up with a different model, we don't know. But we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, James I, Bond feels like such a Warner Brothers property. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's fair. what I thought. <laughs> Funny enough, there were rumors going around. None of this was confirmed, though. But there were rumors going around that MGM was, like, shopping like uh, or, like, uh, sending out, like, hey, hey, streamers, do you want to buy this movie? And and they were like, they're like oh, okay, well, how much you want for it? And they're like, $600 million. And we're like, um, we're going to pass on that. <laughs> yeah, so... And then, and then they denied all of that. They're like, MGM's like, oh, we never, we would never try to sell off the movie. And we're like, well, a lot of people are saying that you did. So, um, <laughs> but either way, they were selling it for a hefty price. And uh, that was the rumor anyway. Um, so yeah, Could you imagine thing, just somebody coming up to you and be like, hey, do you want this? Be like, yeah, I would love it. How much? $600 million. I'm like, what? Who do you think I am? <laughs> I got a yeah. money train? You're talking about? <laughs> oh, my last name, Moneybags. Yeah, you money train in the back. Let me go pick some for you real quick. Yeah, <laughs> psychos. Oh, you know what? You're in luck. It's money tree season. They're just falling off right it's now. Just, so. It's falling off. Oh, 600 mil is that a lot? It's, yeah. it's funny that you say that. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, yeah, other big titles like Mortal Kombat, uh, which is a Warner Brothers release. Apparently, a lot of people were excited for that. Uh, they did not give out a release date, but it's supposed to be sometime in 2021. So um, so I guess look out for that as well. Um, I'm intrigued by that one, too. Yeah, same. I'm not I'm not I'm not 100 percent for it. But I'm like, you have my attention. Yeah, if I like That's... the first one. The second one is like a bad it's like a good it's like a bad good. Like it's so bad that it's good. <laughs> like the Super Mario live action movie. It's so bad that it's like this is horrible, but I'm not gonna change it. <laughs> yeah. Like this movie's terrible. Turn yeah. it up. Turn it up. <laughs> Same with Batman and Robin. This is the most this is the worst movie. But wait, I like this part. <laughs> George Clooney's bat nipples. <laughs> his bat nipples, he doesn't even change his voice. Come get out of here, George Clooney. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> so like like we were talking about before, uh, you know, a lot of people are not happy with their decision. Uh, a lot of people aren't. Um, uh, Warner Brothers did say, like we were mentioning before, they said in a quote, uh, the CEO and uh, Snernoff said uh, when they made this announcement that they we're living in unprecedented times in which calls for creative solutions, including this new innovative uh, innovation for Warner Brothers Pictures Group. No one wants to go back to the theaters as much as we do, uh, but we know new content is a lifeblood of theatrical experience or uh, exposition, I should say. Um, but we have to balance this with the reality that most theaters in the U.S. will likely operate at reduced capacity throughout 2021. And they kind of go on to say that this is going to be uh, a one-year process, you know, and stuff like stuff that we've already been mentioning. So, like, they're pretty understanding of where we are at the times, like we were talking about before. But AMC, on the other hand, <laughs> they're like, okay. And, and this is the quote they said. Clearly, Warner Media intends to sacrifice a considerable portion of, of the profitability of its movie studio division and it's and that of its production partners, filmmakers uh, and filmmakers to subsidize its uh, HBO startup is what they're calling it. HBO Max startup. Uh, as for AMC, we will do all in our power to ensure that Warner does not do so at our expense. 
we will aggressively pursue economic terms that uh, perceive our business. I'm just going to say it. AMC is like the kid in high school that just wanted to fight for no reason all the time. <laughs> like, like earlier in the year, weren't they the same way whenever something about, yeah, I forgot. We, it was Universal when they did the Universal. World Tour. Yeah. They were pretty up in arms about it. And then they ended up working out a deal with Universal. Yeah, um, like, yeah. shut up, AMC. God, just like, <laughs> enjoy it. We're trying to do things for people right now. We're, again, how many times do we have to say unprecedented times? Like, yes. there are people dying. <laughs> just like, right. give us the movie. I just want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, like, like we were saying, it's not like AMC is not getting something out of this. They are going to be releasing in those theaters. So uh, I think they're just saying that, I think they're just scared, honestly. That's what it sounds like. Like, yeah. they don't want this to be the norm. <laughs> It's like it's like every couple of months we hear the AMC is about to file for bankruptcy. It's, right, exactly. Like, I love right. I love AMC. I really don't I, want I don't want them to go under. I would love for that theater chain to maintain and that they keep their their monthly subscription thing. I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's an incredible thing that they do. I just yeah. want so if they got a scrap to keep themselves alive, then I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to throw hands? Oh, AMC wants to throw hands on the fucking like, lot. Listen, Listen, we got mobs with you, yo. Like, come on, give us the movies. Maybe it's like, oh, Regal Cinema, get out of here, Regal. This is AMC's territory. (laughs) Uh, But also, you know, Ernesto, you make make a good point. It's like, you just be like, hey, we don't want to be like in the shadows with this announcement. We're going to speak up because we want people to come to the theaters. Don't don't forget us. I mean, this is, they could be, honestly, they could be like, you know, we're fine with this. But like, hey. You know, we, we got to make the presence known that we're still out there. That could be easily the case. I mean, it, it is going to cause them a dip in whatever revenue they've gotten oh, because they are, they're going to get the portion of people who would have gone to the theaters to see it. But now that they can see it at home or who are and who already have HBO Max, they're going to lose a portion of whoever's going to come. But I mean, AMC, just, I mean, they all just need to scale back. That's just what right. I, 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 I think of the same way. Uh, we- other people who are not happy, we already mentioned Legendary Entertainment. Uh, Christopher Nolan, who, who this is his quote, which is kind of, again, pretty jarring. Some of our industry biggest filmmakers and most important film stars went to bed the night before thinking we were working for the greatest movie studio and woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service. So, I mean, those are, those are yeah. bold words. <laughs> Who Say pissed in your Cheerios? God. <laughs> Apparently Warner Brothers did. Warner Brothers did. <laughs> yeah. We know who did that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and James Gunn, uh, he didn't make an official announcement, but I believe uh, people are saying that he was very also unhappy with the announcement. So it's not all sunshine and rainbows uh, for the people who are involved making those movies. But uh, and, and I believe also Warner Brothers also came out and said that, hey, if things start changing, we'll we'll switch up our model. But as of right yeah. now, this is our plan. So yeah. I think that's that's the best you can do. Like, and then you have directors like Zack Snyder who are backflipping yeah. <laughs> for joy yeah. because it, because Warner Brothers and HBO Max are giving him literally anything he wants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they have like, like oh. section. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Be like Snyder cut. Like, oh, thanks, yeah. thanks, guys. <laughs> Zack Snyder uh, Memorial over here or the shrine over in the HBO Max area. Yeah. Speaking of the Snyder cut stuff, how excited are you for the Snyder cut? <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't contain my excitement on this. <laughs> I'm trying to sound really calm right now, but yes, I am. I'm I'm ecstatic. <laughs> Joe Maganello coming back as Deathstroke. Jared Leto coming back as um, Joker. Possibly seeing like you know the whole death in the family of Robin. Um, oh my God, so much. <laughs> it, 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 it's a four-hour movie. It's a four-hour cut of this of this film. And honestly, still not long enough for me. <laughs> Like and then all the rumors, they're like, is Bat is um, Ben Affleck gonna get his own movie on HBO Max? I was like, give him whatever he wants. <laughs> um. So yeah. So there you go, guys. That that's the that's the biggest news. We kind of you know talked a lot about it, but it's huge. It's a big deal in the movie industry. So it's worth yeah. all the time that we that we did. Uh. But in other news, uh, let's talk about Dave Chappelle. Ernesto, you brought this news to my attention. Uh. And Dave Chappelle is urging people not to watch his popular comedy series, uh, The Chappelle Show. Uh. Like myself, many many of you might be asking, you know, why is he uh, telling people not to watch it. Well, in a recent video he posted on Instagram, he explains that he was never compensated after he left the show. He does not make any money from the show being available on all these streaming services. So he's advising people not to watch it if you are a fan of Dave Chappelle. So Ernesto, like I said, you made this news to my attention. What, what were your thoughts on this? I think it's not, it's not only that he mentions in the, the title of the video, you guys can watch it on his Instagram or on his YouTube channel. It's called Unforgiven. And he taught, he talks about like, he goes into detail about, you know, being bullied times where he had bullied starting out as a comic and he relates it to this whole H. I don't like, I don't want, I don't want to, you have to watch it to do it, it do its own justice. But mm-hmm. in it, he does explain like initially he brought Chappelle show to HBO for them he was they were the initial ones he brought them to and they said we don't need your show mm. and then now they're just it just pops up on hbo max right and he asked them to take it down and by his contract that he's they're not going to right and that he and that he asked netflix to take it down and they did because he said it he told them it made me feel bad he right said, and okay dave and they took it down which is a great move and he kind of he kind of hinted at a new sh- version of Chappelle show coming to a streaming service sometime soon, but it's, it's more Netflix than likely because they most likely going to be Netflix because right. they respect yeah. And Dave Chappelle is hilarious, regardless of how you feel about him. I think he, I mean, I think he's, he's ruthless about. and hilarious. Like, I, like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a no like holds that, like with him. That that brutal, he like he walks that brutal honesty, and he's like, "This is who I am. This is what I think. I don't really give a fuck what every, any of you think." Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. That's exactly what he is. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna say a quote that he had from that video. He said, "When I left the show, I never got paid. Viacom, CV, CBS." didn't have to pay me because I signed the contract. But isn't that is that right? I found out that these people were streaming my work and they never had to ask me or they never had to tell me. Perfectly legal, perfectly legal because uh, I signed the contract. But is that right? I didn't think so either. I think that if you are if you are a fucking streaming, I'm sorry. I think that if you are fucking streaming that show, uh, your fencing stolen goods. Uh, so I'm not going to the agents. I'm not coming at my real boss. I'm coming to you. I'm begging you. If you've ever liked me, if you ever think there was anything worthwhile about me, I'm begging you, please don't watch the show. I'm asking, I'm not asking you to boycott any network, boycott me, boycott Chappelle show. Don't watch it unless they pay me. 
and then he so, drops the mic. It's really, it's a really good video. It's like 20 minutes long. I think it's definitely, it's definitely worth the watch. We have it linked on our Instagram page, but you can also head right to his um, at Dave Chappelle on Instagram and and give it a watch. It's yeah, it's worth it. If you go to the breaking news uh, saved Insta story, you'll find the link right there on that yep. on that video. And I did see it. It's actually really, uh, it's you know, um. So yeah, so. So so there so there you go. You know uh, what? what a, only thing. Just one more note on the only thing mm-hmm. that's really interesting about it is that nobody is talking about it. No. I haven't heard besides him on his Instagram. I haven't heard it anywhere. In like a few news, like a few like um, you know like IGN. And yeah, like a couple of posts, right? Exactly. Yeah, a couple posting online. Like like that's really big news. Like for him, an artist to come out like that. I don't know. I just think it's interesting that like nobody's talking about it. No, and I agree. And like and also. Uh, you know, Dave Chappelle is putting is pretty probably putting a light on what a lot of maybe comedians are dealing with with their shows. It's like I'm not even being compensated for all you know as a comedian or as a creator in general. Like once your show goes into a streaming service, they could not be getting compensated. So I think he's bringing up a, a bigger point, the saying maybe this should change. And it's not only and you know maybe it's not even comedians. Maybe it's just all these creators. Think about all the directors, all these actors, everybody who's the reason why they go to these streaming services is to see these pieces of art right. that people took the time to make and craft and put together. And, you know, what, you know, are they seeing a percentage of that? Right. Are they getting wrong? I mean, maybe some of them are, I don't know, you know, we don't know the details, but right, right. if he, he can't, what I, what I think is that he's not the only one. I agree. I, I totally agree. That. I don't think he is the only one. And he's just like, hey, I'm going to be, you know, no one else is doing this. And I think I'm going to be the first one to do it. Um, and like Ernesto, you were saying that Netflix, you know, you know, did his he Netflix heated to what am I trying to say? Netflix agreed to his terms. Basically, he they took down the show that was once uh, available to watch. Now you can no longer do so. And probably come to, you know, uh, for the last four years, Chappelle has put out a comedy special through Netflix and I don't think Netflix wants to let that go. Like they want to keep in good standing. So I think they did a good thing of like respecting the creators that help put content on their streaming service. Great. Um, so yeah, so there's, there's that story. And then uh, moving on to some sad news, Ernesto and I, we are big fans of the show and they, uh, they're taken away from us. NBC has decided to cancel the comedy series Superstore after six seasons. The show is currently on hiatus for the holiday break. Uh, Superstore will return in January of 2021 with the remaining episodes of season six. Uh, that will be its last. So kind of sad that they uh, – but also I feel like it was kind of like writing on the wall a little bit. You know, they kind of lost one of their big players on the show. And now we are, uh, you know, they decided to cancel it. It could be for money reasons, but, you know, I th- it could be a little bit more than that. I mean, I was yeah. going to say the same thing. I've seen a couple of episodes and it was hilarious. I really enjoyed it. So funny. It's, it's um, funny. But America was about to leave, right? Is that who yeah. left? Yeah, yeah America. And, and I mean, yeah. and just from watching that show, honestly, losing that, like, I think she was a real, she was a heart of that, of that show. So, I think losing that is not – it's going to be a hard balance to continue that aspect of that show without her, I think. so. But, I mean, what I did see, I thought it was – I mean, they had a pretty good run. Six seasons, right? That's, it, that's a good that's run. A good run. That's, yeah. a, that's a good run in these days, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's funny because Ernesto and I were talking about, like, I'm not sure what story direction they're going to go without her. And clearly they didn't know either. So yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, shit, you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, I honestly, I feel like with this news, I wish they would have maybe made this decision as she was thinking about leaving. Cause mm-hmm. then maybe they could have all ended together. And now there's this awkward stage where she's not there, but then they might bring her back and for the finale at this point. So hopefully they're rewriting the story to make it more, have a finale of sense. You know, because it, it, it almost feels like, you remember that? Did you ever watch new girl? I did. Yes. Uh, it's like that season where they brought in Megan Fox to yes. like take over for Jess for a little bit. And I was like, First of all, Megan Fox does not fit in this show, and she was just <laughs> such a drag the entire time. I was like, ugh, you, you, this isn't the vibe we're going for. Y'all should have done something else with here. Like, And it was just like, okay, it's just a few episodes, just a few episodes. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe they did that. She she was pregnant. I yeah, she was pregnant. Yeah, yeah so they tried like, hey, we're going to put you off. Honestly, I didn't mind Megan Fox for the brief episode <sighs> she was. I thought she was good. In my opinion, I mean, uh, clearly we're, we're not agreeing on this. So. <laughs> uh, uh, moving on. Now, <laughs> Matt, did you like it because Megan Fox is pretty? I mean, that's part of it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she's wonderful to look at. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but I, but I, I felt like it just it was it, the dynamic of the of that character just did not fit with like schmidt and you know and jess and cc and everybody else you know it just and then she you know everybody's doing their crazy antics and then here comes she's like why am i here i was like why are you here get go (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna have to disagree with you i thought she blended very well with this but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm I'm, we're not gonna go into this different debate for a different day Uh, and the last bit of news we have for you guys this week, and it's a pretty big one, mind Ooh. you. Drum roll, uh, please. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know what, Ernesto? Can you say his name? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna screw it up. <laughs> Alfred Molina. Thank you. Doc Ock for the new Spider-Man movie after reprising his role from Spider-Man 2 from Toby's Spider-Man. So right, they're yeah. probably so maybe it's gonna be like a multiverse thing, and once Toby comes through. Maybe it'll be like Spider-Man 3 never happened. Maybe that's what it yeah. is. Oh. <laughs> well, here, here's my theory after reading oh. all the news because he's – Alfred Molina just was announced that he's coming back. A couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, Jamie Foxx was announced that he's coming back. Right. So I was like, you know what? Maybe Doc, Dr. Strange is going to come interrupt you know, everybody's sequels timeline because – you know, and then just like – kind, and that's how we get like a multiverse version of the Sinister – and and you know how else are we you know you have Doc Ock you have Electro you're gonna have you know um, uh, Tom's version or whoever is in his you know aspect of villains that they bring on for this time and then just kind of get it all together and which I mean but also with this news it confuses me with their timeline and what they're doing because did y'all see the Morbius trailer when it first came out for Jared Leto yes okay so in within that trailer you saw like that spider-man on the wall that said murderer and it was very much the sam raimi spider-man toby Maguire version but then at the end of that trailer there was michael keaton from you know tom holland's spider-man so i'm like mm, <laughs> what, 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 what are we doing here people <laughs> where do you belong <laughs> so, so i think it's like, funny you mentioned that because i think a lot of that is what are we doing here and that's yeah. like every I like as much as I'm excited for all of these announcements so far, the big drops have been uh, Doctor Strange, Jamie Foxx, Electro, uh, now Spider-Man 2's, Tommy McGuire's Doc Ock. I'm like, what what story are we telling here? People? Where are we? <laughs> yeah, where, where, what's going on? And so like also like and then, uh, you know, later, you know, today, 
as as we are recording this, there's rumors, not not confirmed, but rumors that like Kristen Dunst and Emma Stone are coming back, and 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 uh, uh, Charlie Cox's Daredevil from the Netflix series is coming back, and what long rumors. Yeah, right. It's like. Like, I'm sorry, this movie seems a little jammed packed and, right you now. Know, and you know what it feels like? It feels like after, like, Marvel's jumping on this train, because the moment that DC announced, hey, guess what? Michael Keaton's back as Batman. And all of us were like, wait, what? Or at least yeah. I was. I was just like, <laughs> what did you say? What did you just say? <laughs> and they're like, Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman. I was like, like... Like 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 today, and they're, they're like they're like well not today, but he's coming. Him and Ben Affleck together. I was like in in one like, and then after that it was like all right, DC announced their multiverse, so now it's like Marvel was like do it, do it, do it now, <laughs> and give them everything they want. <laughs> give Sony all the money. We need every Spider-Man, everything. everything. We're gonna get the animated series on this. We're gonna get everything involved. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, who has Nicolas Cage's number? Add him yeah. into it too. Fuck yeah, it. Let's just not? do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> but um, because isn't this this is coming out after Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, right? No, it's not. Okay, so uh, I'm confused as well. <laughs> yeah. So so Doctor Strange, the sequel, was supposed to come out before Tom Holland's Spider-Man Three because of the pandemic and also the switch over with directors. They've since since delayed the, the the film's release most likely into 2022 so now spider-man 3 tom holland spider-man 3 is as of right now scheduled to be released in december of 2021 so in my theory i think that because they're shifting release dates they are adding story to like they're they're rearranging the spider-man 3 story and that's why we're getting all of these news like not say last minute, but like I think that's why we're getting a lot of news now because they're currently filming this movie right now. So I think I think Doctor Strange was supposed to introduce the multiverse, but because they pushed back their movie, they're like that's when we got the announcement. Like, oh, Doctor Strange is going to be in Spider Man three. So I yeah. think in Spider Man three we're going to get the introduction of the multiverse, and since we're already there, bring in all the other yeah. players into the mix now. Also, it also feels because I mean after this one, Spider Man goes back to Sony. And is not with Marvel. So it also feels like this is a good way for Doctor Strange to be like, all right, Tom is now in a different, you know, timeline. So he doesn't he's not here with the Avengers anymore. So if anybody ever asks, there's a good way to kind of say, oh, how come he's not with Marvel? Doctor Strange put him in a different timeline. Or or save the universe contains him in his own universe. Yeah, there you go. And also maybe to secure his identity, because remember, spoilers at the end of, you know, Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, you know, at the end credit scene, his identity was, you know, revealed. What? So people know that he's Peter Parker, yeah. <laughs> well, that also, that kind of ties, if they bring Doctor Strange in, that kind of ties in what happens in the Civil War comic. Because in Civil yeah. War, Doctor Strange, like, makes everybody forget that Spider-Man revealed himself to the world. Oh. <clears throat> oh, okay. But I also, to your point, with even like you know introducing the multiverse, I know a lot of people wanted Venom into Spider-Man. By introducing the multiverse, you could easily do that. Like oh, yeah. he's now he's going to be over here. And my theory, this is a good time that if like Marvel wants to have their own Spider-Man, they they could have a Marvel-owned Spider-Man and make that be Miles Morales. But theory. isn't that? But no, isn't? But Miles is owned by Sony, isn't he? It, I don't know, honestly. I don't I think know how much. Cause, yeah, I was gonna say it's different because they own Spider-Man. So, right. but but like it's funny because like contracts are different because you can own Spider-Man, but Peter Parker Spider-Man. 
that doesn't right. mean you own Spider-Man, Miles Morales Spider-Man. So exactly. th- there's there's always a possibility of those kind of things. And they could easily just kind of tweak that. And then also when you put, say if you put Tom Holland back into another universe, who's to say that Marvel and Sony can't be like, hey, let's sign another contract, open up that little portal and bring it back over here. Oh, you so, know Sony loves that Marvel move, that Marvel money anyway. So. Of course they do. <laughs> yeah. So and you know what? And Venom, the sequel for Venom has been very quiet recently. There had been rumors about, you know, trying to get Tom Holland into that Venom, you know, portion of it as well, too. So, I mean, this might be a good move for them as well. Absolutely. I would love to see a great Carnage movie. Oh, oh my God. Carnage. From your lips to God's ears. Like, for real. <laughs> <laughs> because because uh, that Because that Venom movie was just shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why? How <laughs> dare you do this to Tom Hardy? <laughs> Tom Hardy. <laughs> Who uh, did I'll, you wrong? I'll never forget the was the lobster scene in that movie. Was it the lobsters that he went in there? Either way, it was, it was <laughs> yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, oh, my God, Michelle Williams, you poor. <laughs> why? Who got you in this? <laughs> Who's your, who's your um, agent? <laughs> I don't know. Every time they bring out like Spider-Man three news, I'm like, what? What's what's happening? What what what's what's going on here? This is amazing. So Same. like, keep them coming, man. If like, but you know what's funny? The only thing that has not been confirmed are the other two Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, yeah. Andrew Garfield. They're keeping mom, and I hope honestly, I really hope they don't confirm that. I I would love to have that reveal in the movie theater rather than on yeah. on social media. That's yeah, that's very true. And and man, and it's so funny because living in this day and age where everything comes out instantly, where it's just like, guess what? Did you hear? I mean, and Ernesto's really good at this. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm such a fan of trailers. I love trailers. And and Ernesto and Ernesto would always be like, I'm gonna watch one, and then that's it. I was yeah. like, what do you mean you're gonna watch one? <laughs> and he's like, if I'm gonna watch it, I'm gonna wait until the film comes out. I was like, you fucking psycho. Like. like Okay, but why? But why? Because I have a very valid reason. You do have no, a good no, valid. I, I agree if you with ever you. See, if you see any other trailer, you start figuring out the movie, especially yeah. if you know it's, it's like, great. I just saw like the end of the third act. Like I already know exactly what happens in the whole movie. See, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I guess it's just because I get so excited that I don't even like all my thoughts go away the moment I enter the theater that I don't even remember what I thought was happening because I'm just so focused on the film <laughs> that I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, wait, I saw that in the preview. Why did I freak out? <laughs> wait, I already, I already knew this. I already knew yeah, this. Yeah, I already like, knew this. You're, I read you're this. like you're I the only this. guy like laughing so hard at a joke. I'm like, they repeated it like three times already in the TV. <laughs> and they're like, shut up. <laughs> but yeah, Ernesto, like, there's a constant. He's like, oh, look. I was like, did you see the teaser? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, did you see the trailer? He was like, nope, I'm going to wait till the movie. I was like, it's a year and a half away. He was like, I'm going to wait. I'm like, you are a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> but, but i get it though like because he's yeah. absolutely right you start picking up pieces and you don't want that to be ruined like yeah. sometimes when i see like a movie and they have like a a three minute trailer i'm like why do you have a three minute trailer yeah i don't need to see three minutes of an edited movie together like you're gonna tell <laughs> the movie in three minutes oh like all movie trailers should be like two minutes max and yeah. like just just be like obscure about it like give me a shadow don't give me like the whole scene yeah like and so like yeah <clears throat> Like I will say this, I, I think I'm gonna I'm I think I'm gonna follow Ernesto's uh format or his you know his theory on that with the with the new Batman movie just because that trailer that they gave us at DC Fandom was just in 
fucking incredible. And for him, you know, for Matt Reeves to be like, we've only like filmed like 20% of it. I was like, you filmed 20% of it and you gave me that essay? How, yeah. what? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, don't, don't show me anything else. <laughs> yeah. Did you see, that... Steph, did you see Tenet? No, I haven't seen Tenet yet. Was uh, it good? Now, so um, if you're excited for Batman, if you want to see Rob, what Robert Pattinson is going to bring to Bruce Wayne, go watch, go watch him in Tenet. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Did you ever see um uh did you ever see Cosmopolitan? No. What's the, is, uh, he, is that is that one of his? That's one of his as well too. And that's a good way I think that's a good version of Bruce Wayne as well too. Mm-hmm. Um if you watch that version too. But you know what from that from that trailer that Matt Reeves gave us, I feel like he's a very broken Bruce. Like he's in it's only year two of Batman, so it's gonna be one of those things where like Bruce is just disheveled and like his hair like he got that joe bro hair going on it's like (laughs) and it's just like he's like i'm emo and we're like we get it we get it we get it i'm I'm vengeance i was like oh my god i I was like oh because i and i and i think i love that part too because everybody was expecting he's like who are you and we're all like i'm batman he's like i'm vengeance we're like oh what Okay, yeah. <laughs> but also, but you are Batman, though. Just so, yeah, you, know, you, make are sure Batman, you remember, yeah. you are Batman, though. <laughs> Throw that one out there. Yeah, exactly. But I totally agree. I was expecting the Batman line, too. It's like, he's going to say it. It's like, oh, oh no. No, Vengeance. That's even worse. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, that's all the news we got for you guys. We, we told you, we got we got a lot of news to talk about, and we did. Uh, so now we're going to move over to our What You Watching. So, Estevan, according to your social media, I see you've been watching a lot. So... What have you been watching, watching? man? I know. (laughs) So what have you been watching? What are you enjoying the time with? Um, Oh, well, recently. So, um, I mean, it's that time of the year. So, you know, I'm watching a lot of um, holiday things right now. Uh, Last night we watched that new Carrie Underwood. uh, She did a Christmas special on HBO Max. Uh, The Voice of an Angel. Uh, She... (laughs) looked like an angel so um but it was nice you know it's a night it was just a nice like concert and obviously it was just her so i mean we're in the midst of a pandemic um so it's just her on stage she has john legend come out and they sing a duet together uh she does this really nice version with her son of little drummer boy but that was really nice uh i also watched the last christmas which is also available on hbo max have you seen that one uh is that with uh, khaleesi yeah, Amelia Clark and Henry go. Golding. Uh, FYI, put Henry Golding in more things. He's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Call Hollywood and let him know. Um, uh, what did you think of the movie? Because I did see it. Um, I thought it was cute. And and I will say this. I figured it out like pretty quickly of what did was going to really? happen. Yeah. I did. Yeah. That, got, that threw me for a surprise. There's a little oh, twist in there. Yeah, it did. I, I didn't the, expect it. Yeah, the, I, I got in. I got into it. Like, at the moment, there was a point where like he, I don't know what he did. He did something and I was like, got it and then, and then my roommate of course i mean yeah. she loves romantic comedies so she was just there and she's like oh my god and i'm just like oh i figured it out and she's like what how did how moving on save the tears save the tears but it, you know it's a great you know it's a great movie it's not very like sap i mean it, it is it has a lot of heart to it <laughs> no pun intended um but um it is it is great um last christmas on hbo max um also, just yesterday, I watched. Um, have you seen the? It's a. Um, it's an original show that they have on Netflix. It's called The Movies That Made Us. Um, uh, yes, I've seen it. Uh, well, I, I've seen that it's been advertised. I have not actually. Okay. Seen it. 
So I haven't watched the actual sh- um, the the series itself with all the other movies, but I did watch the holiday movies that made us, and it's available on Netflix right now. And that kind of goes into the story of how Elf and Nightmare Before Christmas became like cult classics. Because I mean, we all love Elf for Christmas time. We all love Nightmare Before Christmas for Christmas and for Halloween. But you know, getting those movies to the big screen was not an easy task, and it wasn't all joyful noise. You know, get get not just like within the studios, but within the actual production companies as well, too. It was just kind of like, you know, butting heads with the director, butting heads with a cast, butting heads with like the crew, people not on board, rewrites and all this crazy stuff. Um, Nobody wanting to give the funding for Elf because the studios were like, you are insane to think that Will Ferrell can be the star of anything. And, you know, and then they come to find out that, you know, it was wonderful and they tested it and and it, I think it's great like watch that if you're fans of Elf and if you're fans of Nightmare Before Christmas and like to know the I'm a fan of like behind the scenes stuff I love DVDs because I love the extras yeah I was gonna say me and Ernesto we would buy DVDs just to watch the extras <laughs> and um good thing YouTube's I, available save you some money there <laughs> <laughs> well this was before they were putting it all on there yeah, right um, <laughs> but um but it was great and you know and I really enjoyed it um that was good oh and then you know back to last Christmas that's directed by um Paul uh Feig he's also done like the remake for Ghostbusters he did Bridesmaids um he did Spy I'm surprised Melissa McCarthy wasn't in this movie but that's it was good enough. my favorite from that from from the his lineup is a simple favor did you ever watch that Dude, I love a simple favor. Right? It was, it was so much fun. But yet it was like, so, it like it just, I don't know. There was such a great vibe to that film, and I just thought it was, it, I loved it. I thought it was great. That's that's an underrated movie that I feel like not enough people have seen. I saw it in the theater, and I was like, what, what is this? Yeah, and and it's like every single time something happened in it, something else happened, and I was exactly. like, whoa! I was like, like, no, I love it. Like from the guy that gave you Ghostbusters remake. No, 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 no. Take that away from your title. Give yeah. it. This, this is what you should be putting for. Yeah. A simple favor. <laughs> Get yeah. on there. Go, get on that Blake Lively that. train because it, you haven't seen that one, sir. I'm going to need you to oh. stop what you're doing. Get out of here. Just go watch it and come back in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's on HBO Max or it's on Netflix. It's on one of those. I know it's streaming somewhere right now. Yeah. Keep talking. Um, I'll find out. Okay. Um, I did recently just watch the, Euf- the Euphoria special, the Christmas episode, part one. Rue, oh, did you watch it? No, but I no? I've been talking to Matt about how great Euphoria. I have to wait for Hannah because that's our that's our show we watch together. Euphoria, okay. Euphoria is just brilliant. I'm a huge fan. I love the way that it's shot, huge. written. It's amazing. Directed, it's filmed, everything about it. I love it. But here's it, let me sell it to you, Ernesto, because it is just so in the aftermath of everything that happened at the end of the last season, you know, you know, Rue's now celebrating Christmas, and it's just. Rue and Ollie. So they literally took away all the glitz, all the glitter, all the camera angles. They took away everything that makes a Euphoria episode a Euphoria episode. And it's literally just two people having a conversation in like a Denny's booth. That is it. And wow. and it is and the entire and it's just a conversation. The only music that you hear is the music when she's playing on her iPhone. And then that's the only soundtrack to that entire episode. And that that's it. And it's just, it's so raw. It's so real. And you're like, holy shit. Like you're going <laughs> to, you're going to watch it and be like, I'm going to watch it again. And I, I've, I watched it again, but I didn't watch it. I just listened to it. Cause it's literally an episode you could just listen to. Right. And wow. you're like, and yeah, I, that, and it's only part one. So I can, I can only wait until the next episode that they release. 
And then Matt, um Matt, have you dropped have you jumped on Euphoria yet, Matt? No, I know I know you were raving about it when you did like the big binge on it, but it's it's on my list, but I have not started it yet, no. It's good, dude. Like you're you will not be disappointed. I will tell it's it's heavy. Like it's a heavy show. Oh, yeah. It looks like, like it, yeah. yeah. Get yourself in that mindset a little bit, but I mean once you're in it, like you're in it and you want to know like what's happening with these characters. And I mean also and everything too. I mean she She's is just incredible incredible dude it's incredible talking about somebody with range that girl's got some range everything i mean you're i mean you're and it's she's not like a normal disney channel you know oh i was on disney channel and then i went to this like you went from disney channel to doing euphoria what the what (laughs) and now she's mj (laughs) and now she's mj yeah yeah, like you like you do it all oh and she's in a musical you know the greatest showman like okay great that's right that's right um uh, and then of the course sorry, i also oh, uh, I, I got uh i got the update for you on the, oh, uh, the yeah. simple favor uh you can watch it on prime and on hulu amazon prime, prime and hulu. hulu so there you go awesome well there you go sir go watch go watch a simple favor on prime and hulu um it is uh blake lively anna kendrick oh again henry golding um yeah great. and it is just it's a great film and it's fun um it's mysterious mm-hmm. it's sexy it's literally it, it checks it checks every single box honestly, yeah, <laughs> really honestly if you watch the trailer and you think you know what the movie's about you're wrong you don't know shit i forgot when this let me go back in here my my handy dandy uh looking up this, this the information on this movie but i believe it was 26 uh, 2017 or it was right one. after Crazy Rich Asians, I think. Yeah, it was 2018, so two years ago. It's like one of the underrated movies of 2018. It okay. really is. Yeah, it's and and really it's funny good. because I completely forgot about that. Is that when when I saw the preview, I was like, oh, all right, you know, that's it's it seems standard. Honestly, is what it felt. It felt it felt normal and it felt like something that we were used to. And then you watch it, and I was like, this is not what anything that you showed me. Yeah, like, like uh, I've been lied to. This is not what yeah, was advertised. But this is also, not what you were selling me. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Keep going. I yeah. want to see what's going on here. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if that doesn't catch your interest, Ernesto, I mean, I don't know what is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then obviously I'm Hispanic. I'm from Corpus Christi. So the Selena series has been on um, for the past few days at, at my place and um, starring Christian uh, she is from The Walking Dead. I never saw her portion of Walking Dead because I really kind of just gave up on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, we get it. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's been it's created by Moises um, uh, Zamora, I believe. I'm I'm not really too familiar with anything that he's done. Uh, I know he's a Mexican American uh, filmmaker and producer, so he's done a few things. Um, it's good. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> like, um, but I will say, I mean, it's, it's good. I mean, it's not terrible or anything, but it, it is, um, I don't know. Like it, it feels very lifetime movie ish and, and it's filmed very lifetime movie ish. So the, apparently this is part one. So if, if part two is just like this, that's great. But if they do a second season, um, I just hope that they kind of film they up their production value because it just felt like a lot of the backgrounds like you're gonna laugh at if you if you watch it you're gonna laugh at some of the backgrounds um some of the acting sometimes is a little forced but you know but then it, it was also a little you know weird because it was this portion this first part was very the family more so than selena and um so you get a lot of the dad you know about a lot about abraham a lot about her brother ab and her 
Suzette and just kind of like how they grew from the 80s into now. Um, but other than that, I mean, like it looks great. I mean, she's a dead for JLo. <laughs> um, so which is funny because like there's angles where you see her and you're like, holy shit, that looks like JLo. And then there's angles where you're like, oh, that's a that's an 80s Selena. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, it was, it was good. I really, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, it ended in a weird spot, but also felt like it ended in a, in a correct spot. It should have ended. It, it was very, it, I don't know. It was just very weird. Um, but if you do, if you do watch it, um, I think you'll agree that the writing and the production needs to kind of like step it up a little, which is kind of, you know, surprising because it is a Netflix original. So I would have thought right. they would have put a little effort into that. But yeah, I watched that because Corpus Christi will kick you out if you don't. So <laughs> <laughs> now, how now, how do you like the, like, do you like the movie? I'm assuming you like the movie with Jay. Uh, I love shit in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell Matt. Matt's never seen Selena. Wait, wait you've never seen it. <laughs> no, I've never seen the movie. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> Matt, I refuse to be in any more of your shows until. <laughs> How well, dare you? That is where that's where J Lo like start shot off. Like that's she started as a fly girl. You know, she got her start there, but Selena skyrocketed her into that. And you know, I and it's funny because you can't think of Selena without thinking about J Lo. So, okay, you need to go watch that. And that's well, it's just. It's funny, Esteban, because next week, we're going to give you a little tease here, guys. Next week, we are reviewing the Selena series. And and, and then we're going to all, I'm going to also watch the movie for the first time. So, like, oh, it's, okay. on, it, it's coming up. It's on the docket. Like, literally in a week, I would have consumed the entire series, and I would have watched the movie to give myself a more well-roundedness. I think how I'm going to do this, I want to I want to watch the series first, because I feel like that I want I – want, because apparently, for, like, yes. like you were saying – what a lot of people are saying is that it's it's not up to snuff basically yeah. it, it's like it's good but not great yeah. it, it, it's almost like hey let me underwhelm myself before i go into the film be like oh my <laughs> god like this movie's so much better i get it okay i get it, I get it. Um, also it, i i was unaware that this was a part one after because it's a couple like small reviews were coming out yeah. and it's like i hope part two is better i'm like part two i this this, this this is not a limited series and when i looked into it no this is i believe it is a limited series but a two-part yeah. limited series listen so, also i will say this as well too like coming from corpus christi like basic i mean that's the queen of tejano that's the queen of south texas that's the queen of you know texas in general but um yeah like you know i mean her i mean you're gonna see how her father is in this series and you're gonna be like what the fuck yo like <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all are crazy and yeah like it was it was, it's a weird dynamic with her family on how they got to the top and and you're just like man like what could have you're gonna watch it and be like whoa what could have happened if she would have not died and like you know gone further right. but her dad's kind of like he's kind of greedy like he's been working years and years and years to continuously make money off of her which is kind of gross in a sense but at the same time it was like one of those things where happened and we were like you know i wouldn't put it past the man to be like hey it's a limited series spoiler alert she dies right, <laughs> but right. but at the same time also not put it past him to be like well what if she didn't die like let's do a series about that and be like no 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 like let's not do that <laughs> how many, now how many episodes is this part is this part one half nine episodes nine, nine. okay nine, nine. Yeah. Well, well hold on ernesto i thought the same thing until i saw how long each episode was they run yeah. about 30 40 yeah. So really? Yes. Okay. Right. 
And so, but then also to my point, and I mean, I know nothing about the series. I'm just looking at it as like a, a release standpoint only, but I'm like, wait a minute. If this is a two-part limited series, couldn't we have these episodes an hour long and just give us one big long, like give us a nine episode hour long limited series instead yeah. of a part one, part two, 30 to 40 minute episodes. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like, you know, if you want to tell a concrete story, then do that. Don't split it up. That's just yeah. me. Yeah. And, and I, you know I what I think my I think the thing they were trying to do this time around, because once you watch the show and then you're going to watch the movie. Right. I think you're going to be able to understand that. I think they were trying to give the family more screen time mm. with this mm. show and be like, all right, let's give some more character development with like the family itself. And like, let's talk about her sister. Let's talk about her brother. Let's talk about, you know, the dad and all this other stuff, because the movie was very strictly Selena. And it yes. and it really was, as opposed to this one where they kind of took the star out of like they took Selena out of it and kind of gave us more about the family. And which I think is which is why I think of where it stopped at is a good stopping point, because after that, I think it almost felt like she that's where she started to mature. And that's when that's when the fame really kind of took off, because, right. uh, I mean, you know her story, like in general. I, I know, I know very loose about her okay. story. I do know that obviously she does die um, at some point of her yeah. career. I that you know I, how she dies. I don't know how. Okay, she okay. I don't so, want. Okay. I don't want. Yeah, yeah, I'm, gonna, I don't, yeah I'm, I'm not gonna say anything about that. Because, we're not gonna say anything. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? Because I, because you're not. I don't. Okay, I'm just not gonna say anything about it. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah. If you don't so, know it. If you don't know, and when you find out, it hits you. When you find yeah. out. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Um. And and also you know what and also as coming from you know as a Hispanic and as a Mexican American as well too it's one of those things where it's like we um like we love like we love her so much but not just that but I mean I honestly believe that her music is literally timeless like I we still listen to it now on the radio and it still feels fresh right. and I was like man not many artists can do that and when you can like there's something special about you that you are able to like kind of put your place within the musical zeitgeist, I guess, in the sense where not only do the people where you were really popular, like in South Texas and, you know, the, the Latin community, but you are a name that everybody knows that your that your series is literally number one on Netflix right now in, across the country. So, you know, right. that, that says the power that you had as a star. Yeah. And Netflix is really marketing this movie. I mean, sorry, this series mm -hmm. uh, heavily, like I see it all over their, their social media uh, platform. So obviously they, thing here yeah. um and so like i'm looking forward to it it's not something that i think i would have like jumped on right away but yeah. we have a, a friend of ours a good friend of ernesto's and, and myself and she she reached out to me she's like hey are you guys gonna review selena uh and i was like she's like you guys should really do it and i was like you know come on on come on the show she's like <laughs> okay deal so we're bringing her on we're gonna be talking about it next week so yeah i'm looking forward to like you know basically you know for me it's just like it's going into a world i never knew and that's what I'm for me. That, that's what I like. That's what I love about movies and TV shows is like you're kind of not saying you're getting out of your comfort zone, but you're going into something that maybe you wouldn't have dived into otherwise. Yeah. And, and you know what? And, and it's been nice as well, too, because, you know, you we always hear about re representation where like people are like, it's great to see somebody that looks like me on the screen. And, right. I, and I always hear that. But, you know, coming from that standpoint where it's like, listen, like. Tejanos, like like being able to see that version of Spanish music like on a mainstream, I think is just wonderful for me to see like i love seeing tejano music like being featured in in a, in a mainstream media 
I am with any kind of Latin music. I mean, Latinos, you know, Latinx, you know, generation is just like skyrocketing. I mean, within what, 2025, we're going to be like a quarter of the population um, are Latinos. So it's going to be like, man, dude, like, yeah, like put us in the, put us up front, like, you know, with right. everybody. So it's, it's great to see that representation for like Corpus Christi, for the Tejanos and the, the Hispanic community and everything as well. And I mean, we, she even has her own statue here on the, on the Bayfront. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's, it's everywhere. And hopefully, you know, the, since the show is getting, you know, popular, you know, a lot of attention right now, hopefully this can springboard other, you know, Hispanic shows out there to like to be developed and be made and to be viewed as, as much as people are viewing yeah. Selena right now. Did you um, have any of y'all watched One Day at a Time? I have not. No, no. But my I've seen I've actually I take that back. I've seen a few episodes here and there. But my sister, my mom, my you know, Dude, it is so niece. good. They it's so it. cute. It. It's so cute. I'm obsessed with it. I showed it to my family. And yeah, it's a great show. And my my mom loves it because there's so many like Latin like things in it where it's like we're at a funeral. It's like, are we dancing at a funeral? Is it rude to dance at a funeral? It's like we're Latino. They go, it'd be weird if we didn't. <laughs> 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 so so there's these so many different things in it that we all can like relate to so and, and and it's all like you know hispanic led and we're seeing a lot more of that and the representation i think is really becoming more um more colorful because i mean it i think it's so easy for people to be like oh hispanic or mexican like you're all just brown i was like uh no <laughs> some of us are blonde hair blue eyed <laughs> and you know so and it, i mean i'm not i that gene skipped me apparently but <laughs> but but yeah i mean like there's so many different versions of latin that I just love to see on screen. Yeah, yeah. I'm dark. I mean, yeah. I'm like dark as night. Dark. I mean, I, I'm like Mexican vanilla over here. So. <laughs> you are Mexican vanilla. <laughs> That's was, I know, but I'm I'm Cuban too, so I'm not sure if you can recognize that. But I mean, I I don't speak exactly. a lick of Spanish, but I'm but, yeah. I'm, I'm part of the Hispanic family as well, though. I know. I, I mean, and isn't that crazy? I mean, like, again, like all sh like all shades right here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all of us right here, we're like all shades of the spectrum. From one yeah, like, really. Like, <laughs> seriously. Like, uh, oh, and then and then you see me next to my family. People were like, oh, were you adopted? I was like, no, asshole. I was actually <laughs> born to this family. I'm just the lightest one. Thank you. Esteban, <laughs> um, is there anything else you've been watching? Uh, no, I mean, I've been watching so many different random things, but those are kind of like the main ones I've been Big doing. Ones. Lots of lots of holiday specials, you know, just to kind of keep in the mood. Um, I recently watched that Disney um, holiday sing-along because they were, they were doing the sing-alongs during the early um, portions of pandemic. So uh, we did that. Um, we watched that. That was nice. That was really cute. All right. Uh, Ernesto, what do you got going? Um, so I don't have much. Okay. I know you've got a lot, Matt. Got a lot. Um, so I finished community i finally finished nice. i just finished all six seasons now matt you said you've watched it right yeah did you finish it did you finish yep. it all the way through mm -hmm. now what did you think of the ending of the series Seth, have you seen it community no I, I couldn't get into it. i tried and i just it just wasn't my thing i just i i don't know uh i'm, I'm gonna be honest ernesto i don't remember it uh that that well but i do remember my reaction to it which was i thought it was like I thought it was fine. It wasn't like an emotional ending, but I, I enjoyed it. It's not like I, I hated it by any means. So I think I think I was like, OK, that, you know, the show ended. I, I liked it, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. So I think overall, like, I don't really like where they took Abed's really like like I thought he was great. He was great up until uh, Donald Glover's Troy till he left. 
And right, then once yeah. he left, I felt like the, sh- the once he left, like you really just saw the the whole atmosphere of the show change. Um, I do just love them together. It's like joy in the morning. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> but but like, like there's so many great there's yeah. so many great moments of just them in the series. Like they made a lot of what that series of kept that of kept that show together. Um, I do think it's weird throughout the whole show that. They made it a point to just talk about Marvel and MCU. Like, oh, yeah, it's like every every little point they would just throw a little they would just throw a little jab at them, like once here or there. But what's funny, I read is that the Russo brothers have been including a community character cameoing in their movies um, since they've been I- involved in the MCU. Like, yep. um, I saw a thing on Screen Rant. You guys can look it up. He uh, where they list all of them, like all their cameos, screenshots. I was like, man, I never. I guess now that I know who these people are, now it yeah. makes, now I now I would reckon I want to go back and see who who I missed. Um, yeah, Abed so is pretty- in uh, Captain America: Civil War. Um, the principal, I forgot his name, but he's in uh, he's Jim Rash. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Abed is in Captain America: Winter Soldier. Um, the principal is in Civil War, I believe. Um, and then there's actually two in uh, in in Endgame. Uh, I believe. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the guys so. who made like they made like an app that will spread. The, I mean, it's a really quirky yeah, show. It's it very is. similar. It's very similar to his style of how he does like and um, Solar Opposites. Like it's just very like off the wall comedy, very offbeat. It's 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 enjoyable. Like the show makes uh, makes it a point to make fun of him, himself. Abed in the show even mentions in the sh- at the end of the series he goes I refer to that time as the golden age of our show like because he refer he's like the fourth wall person yes. so he's constantly calling saying that they're in a TV show like it it was just it was just funny like and then the end there's an ending part like they have a scene where they CGI a character in and the voice is the voice that of Justin Roiland, the guy who does um, Morty, because he mm. does the more at the at the end of the series, he does the Morty voice. I said, "Oh shit, look, it's Morty." <laughs> so uh, I thought it was good, and as you see, that Big Mouth season four is back. I haven't oh, I started start, yet. So I I started it. It's it's pretty funny. It's on it's same beats <laughs> that they do the re, instead of doing doing like a regular recap, very Big Mouth fashion. They do like this weird musical intro that recaps the entire la- everything that happened in the last season so i thought that was pretty funny um yeah they already have a new monster so for those who don't know like it's basically like a show about like kids going through a very raunchy adult cartoon about these kids going through puberty new hormone monster is this little mosquito and it's called the anxiety mosquito so i and he's like, oh, you don't like that? And then he talks to you. He's like, oh, yeah, and your friends are over there talking shit about you, about what a terrible friend you oh are. <laughs> what they're going to do. I was like, oh, my God, that's so weird. Like, Who's the voice of the ever... mosquito? Uh, I can't – I couldn't really tell. I can't really oh, okay. tell. But I'm – but uh, I'm, 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 I'm in for it. I'm in for it. They've already, <laughs> they've already made this season very – very on par of how how Big Mouth is. So I'm curious to see what the rest of the season is. I've only seen the first episode, and it's already crazy. Wow. And that's all I got. Did you not finish The Undoing? Uh, I actually – I didn't get a chance to watch. I didn't get, I still have – I still have last week's episode and started. this week's episode. Oh, Ooh, man. It's Arne- good. Ernesto, yeah, I – you I re- started it, didn't you? No, I finished it, and I, and I really want <laughs> to talk to you about it. 
You can talk to me about it. I don't care. I, I, mm, I don't care. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at this. This is this, okay. So now you said you you said you were done, Ernesto. That's all you had. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I'm I'm gonna say you can spoil it. I'll mar- wait. Oh no, Steph probably wants no. to see. I don't want. No, it's it's on my list. Please, I'm gonna mute you then. <laughs> I'm gonna go take a restroom break real quick while you talk. About it. <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil anything. I promise. <laughs> before before Ernesto, you said that's all you've been watching, right? Yeah. Correct. I'm okay. Done. All right. All right. So move over to me now. Um. The Undo, I swore you're gonna finish it because like I think I was like behind you and now I you know we already finished it. Um, I'll tell you what, it it was good, and then the last episode happened, and then and then I was like, <laughs> what what happened? Like what the fuck was that? What what's this? I'm sorry. Did did we not have a mystery show this whole time? What's what's going on here? Uh, like. I, mm, I, man, I, I, I was, it's, it just leaves you disappointed. There's, oh. it's a lot of build up. <laughs> oh. like, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know exactly where you are in, in the show, Ernesto, but there's like a lot of like, at, before we started the last episode, Megan and I were like, okay, it, they, they, they're planted seeds here and here. So we got this and this, and I'm not, I want to give away anything, but like you had so many theories in your head and that could have been contributed to why it was a letdown because you were like well if if it wasn't this then why did they do this and if it wasn't this then why did you say that and so like there's a lot of those moments where i'm like like why was this in the show if you didn't go back and later reference it or bring it back to light in some way shape or form and then when you get to the final episode and then there was like literally it's talk about a series that can be broken in the last 20 minutes of the whole show it it's Ooh, that, that's what just a how, bold claim yeah. I, honestly that's just that's just me like i it was just like <gasps> yeah okay um, um wait so uh, so are you saying they pulled a lost no you know what I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna have that conversation i was actually fine with the ending of lost <laughs> <laughs> okay was, right. again another another discussion another, for another day <laughs> how many so many years of my life i wasted <laughs> But it was funny because as, as as soon as as soon as we were done with the show, Megan literally got up and said, "Well, that was six hours. I'm not going to get back." And I was like, "Oh, damn! <laughs> oh!" But you uh, know what? I at least from what I see now, like it's the miss. I guess the buildup is good. Maybe that's the problem. No, like, and, and, and it is because the acting is so good. You got Donald Sutherland, you got Hugh Grant, you got Noah Jupe, you got Nicole Kidman, you got a, like a really all-star cast like leading the show. And, and, and you it got it a is. recipe for success. Yeah, <laughs> really, you do. You honestly and, do. <laughs> look, the story's captivating. Don't get me wrong. Hugh Grant yeah. in that series is fantastic. I love him in the show. You either love him or you hate him. Either way, he's good. Like, you know, it, he's it, like, there's a lot to love about it, but it, it, it's it's kind of like when you see a good movie and then they ruin it in the last couple of frames of, of, of the, of the movie. It's just like, all you can think about is the last bit of that. And then you get upset. They're like, why did you do that? And then all you can think about is the ending. So unfortunately it's just like, it just didn't, it rubbed me the wrong way. It, it just like, it left me a little bit disappointed and that's, all I can think about is how you ended it, whereas where we could have been. But I don't want that to overlook of how the ride to get there was because it was good. So, like, I'm conflicted at the moment. It's a good show. It just like – and I could be wrong. Ernesto, you could have a completely different feeling. 
Um, but I feel like the show could have been more than what you gave me. Then I'll have to finish. I'll have to finish it by next week so that we can talk about it. We're gonna have yeah. to talk about this. Yeah. We'll discuss. Let's discuss. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, the industrial then, revolution, not industrial nor revolution. <laughs> um, there you go. That's my rant over on that. Um, I also finished The Boys, Ernesto, season two. I know. So good. We're not we're not spoiling anything. I know Ernesto did not finish it yet. What is wrong uh, with you? Because I love my wife. That's why. And it's a show that oh, we watch uh, together. Y'all watching together? I can <laughs> yeah, respect yeah. that. Yeah, you got to respect that. I'm, I'm already there too. She, before she before she left, she made very – she's like, you're not allowed to watch this show, this show, this show. <laughs> yeah. I asked for very few things, Ernesto. <laughs> but you know what? I get, Because I get – but you know what? I get it. Because once you've like – you watch something with somebody and you've already invested – you've already committed like, okay, this has now become – our show. This is now our thing that we watch together. Like you, exactly. I don't want to violate. Yeah. I don't violate that trust. I don't. I don't violate that contract. I actually. I actually called my my kids out on that. Each of them one time. They did it to me one time. We were one of them. We were watching Fresh Prince, and he went and he got you know he got a little impatient and he watched a couple ahead without me and I called oh. him out on it. And I made him feel bad. I said, you should think about that. Like, that's a that's something that you you've dedicated with somebody else that you said you were going to wait for them. And now you vi- like you violated our trust. And, I, and it's something so meany. Like, it's not like at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. But it First matters. Of all, are you like chastising your kid because he watched Fresh Prince without you? You should have watched that in the 90s. Get with it. In that show. <laughs> no, I'm talking about I'm just using an example, but I'm talking about. No, I know what you mean. Of, like watching, like I'm watching something with somebody, but yeah, even though I had already seen it, but it's something I said that let, like we came to an agreement, watch it together. Like I'm going to watch you watch this show. Basically I'm, I'm not even, I'm like kind of watching, I'm more or less watching him watch the show because right. what's great is like, sometimes it'll, you know, it causes those, especially that show, like, it, you know, it causes oh. conversations, but like any show, like here we are talking about oh. content. Did you watch the reunion special? I haven't yet. I'm waiting to finish the series and then I want to okay. watch it. I watched I watched the reunion special recently. That was I heard was, it was great. I heard it was really <laughs> It was so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I was like, oh man. Uh, sorry, Matt. You were watching the oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Matt. I totally started and I kind of just tangent it off. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's absolutely fine. I know. Uh, but yes, I did finish the boys and I did like I like where we ended and I like mm-hmm. where we're going. Oh, so, as do I. Yes, so I think it's very satisfying of a finale. Um, I think uh, also Stormfront, that character being introduced this season, fantastic. Like that's yeah. that's such a great addition to the season. Um, so I, I think she did good. And honestly, I think we're actually moving forward with. I think for the first time, and this is just my opinion, we got some like much needed character development with the show, because yeah. I felt like a lot of these characters were like one note. But then things happened, and then you're like, oh, okay. And then you were, they were able to move on from that. And then we got like a little bit of a shift in how they do things. So I appreciated the, the show finally getting to that point. Um, and now we get like, you know, we're moving forward from either mistakes were made or uh, or situations happened, and we got to, you know, evolve from that. So, yeah, I, I, liked, I like where we are. I like where we're going. Um, I also saw a movie called The High Note uh, with um, – uh, well, uh, I forgot her name already. She was in Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, uh, Dakota, oh. Dakota. 
Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Johnson. Dakota Johnson, yes. And then the the woman from Blackish. Well, I am not prepared with these names. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. Thank you. Yes, there you go. Uh, and it's. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, but yes, I saw uh, I saw the movie and um, it was really good. Uh, Esteban, if you like a movie about music, there you go. Okay. Uh, she uh, can can you say that name again? I completely forgot again. The uh, Tracy Ellis Ross. Thank you. Yeah, Tracy I'm just gonna. I'm gonna Diana Ross's daughter. daughter. Yeah, Diana Ross's daughter, man. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she she plays a a singer in her 40s, like out of her prime, and Dakota Johnson's like her like her assistant more or less, and they're trying to get her out of that prime, you know, trying to get her out back into, um, like everyone just wants to hear her like her greatest hits, but like no one wants to hear her new music, and so she's in that that life of, of transition, um, and I thought it was really good. I thought the music was great. I thought the story was good, and, and it gave a twist. I like and a movie. Of like it's like a, a simple it's a comedy uh, drama and all of a sudden you throw a twist in there I'm like a twist does not need to be in this movie but there was <laughs> it was great so I didn't see it coming so I was happy with that um, I also saw a movie called The Assistant uh, with man I am not good with these names she plays Ruth in uh, in uh, Ozark uh, she, uh, uh, Julia oh. Julia Gardner that's her yeah. name. And uh, it's called The Assistant, and it's it's a very low budget. It's available on Hulu, um, low budget film. And then she is what she is. Like the day takes place in a course of a day. She wakes up, and then she goes, you know, into the office. And basically, she's an assistant for a production company. And we see everything through her point of view. And basically, she is seeing like signs of like the head honcho boss taking advantage of these other women who are going into his office and we're seeing it through the perspective of the assistant and like, like what she's noticing, what other people around her are saying and reacting to it. And she's like, this is a big deal, but like no one else is like, like they know, but they're not making a big deal type of situation. So it was, it was really good. I think she carried the movie. She is basically, she, there was other people in the movie, but she was the main star. And so she soloed it and did very well. So I was, very satisfied with that. Um, another movie that I saw was I'm, I'm kind of getting through all these movies, Ernesto. Like I have a, a list and I'm currently, you know, taking, you know, I, I have a lot of time now. So I'm just kind of like a, just checking off these movies off the list. Um, yeah. There is a movie called uh, Come to Daddy with uh, it's on available on Amazon and it stars the the guy from uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, the Frodo uh, Elijah Wood, Elijah Wood. Yeah. And he he plays uh, like this guy who's like he got a note from his father that's saying like they we we haven't seen each other in forever. You know, like they I guess he left him when he was a kid. And then randomly he gets notes from his dad saying that we need to, uh, you know, you know, I'm sorry for everything. We should meet up. And then so the movie picks up where, you know, he arrives at the door at his father and then he um, and then like kind of the movie takes place from there. And when I say that it's an unexpected ride, like it, the, the trailer kind of presents like this horror thriller vibe to it, but also like I, there were elements I didn't see coming. So if you're looking for like a good horror mystery, that's, that's a good one to do because there was a couple twists in there I didn't see coming. So, uh, I definitely re- recommend, uh, go seeing, it's also a little offbeat, so it might not be a movie for everybody. But if you if you like those kind of offbeat movies, 
then and you like Elijah Wood, then Come to Daddy is is your is your jam. Uh, and then the last movie that I saw was the 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 wrecked the the wretched the the wreck the wretched. Nope, I'm not gonna say it right. It's just it's a. <laughs> I think this is called the wretched. W R E C T C H E D. The wretched. 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 I think we're all wrong. <laughs> Somebody who knows it is probably like, you guys are dumb. This is the worst. <laughs> worst who gave y'all a show? <laughs> yeah, we you guys are the worst. <laughs> you guys are the worst. <laughs> Um, I, whatever it's called, it, it's a good movie. Unfortunately, you know, I, I can't get the name right. Uh, I think it's called The Wretched. It, I think. Uh, but either way, <laughs> if if you <laughs> if you look at the cover of this movie, like if you go online and, and type it in, I, I kind of spelled it out earlier. I'm not going to spell it again. Um, and <laughs> and if you look at this right here, like you see like this very like there's a woman and there's like this, this the bones of an animal and she's kind of hiding around it if you can kind of see that there Ernesto yeah, and so like it looks like a straight up like horror gritty film it is not that at oh, all really? it's 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 like yeah right it, I was like all right this is another the next movie on the list I'm just gonna pop it in and I'm like oh this is a a, a teen horror movie you would have fooled me by the poster. I didn't expect that at all. And it actually provided a pretty interesting story throughout. And again, another twist I did not see coming. It's like all these movies have twists all of a sudden. Everyone needs a twist. <laughs> and so I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. That's available on Hulu. So I recommend uh, people going to watch that. It's about uh, this kid who has divorced parents and he's going to visit his dad. Takes up a... Um, he takes up like, uh, you know, his dad owns a marina. So like the boats coming in and out. And so he's working there for the summer. And then he starts noticing some strange things happening at his neighbor's house. So like it also it has a lot of like Disturbia vibes. You ever watch that movie with Shia LaBeouf? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great movie. Uh So, yeah. So that that one, if you if you like Disturbia, then I think this is up your alley. It's a little bit like more horror element. The wretched whatever, um, whatever it's called. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Matt. One more time. What's it called? <laughs> the the wretched, <laughs> the wretched, the wretched, the wretched, that one. The W one. <laughs> that W one. W. Yes. Um. But yeah. So if you like Disturbia and if you like a little bit more horror, I think that movie is one for you. And that's available on Hulu. So, um. So yeah. So I've been catching up a lot of movies I haven't seen throughout the year. Um. But yeah. So that's all I've been watching. So it's a lot. But uh, that's you know that's what I got going on. Um. So yeah. So now. We're going to dive into our spoiler review of the live action Mulan, which Ernesto, if you remember a couple of months ago, we talked, you know, it went under the Disney premier access service and, uh, you know, people can pay 30 bucks to see the movie on Disney plus. And then when they announced that that movie was going to be out on September 4th, they also announced that, well, it will be at no cost to the subscriber if you wait until December 4th. So guess what we did? We waited until December 4th to watch the movie. Like the smart people we are. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need Because you know what? We talked, I talked about this with friends not too long ago. I was like, you know what? I'm down for paying 20 bucks for a video on demand um, for a movie that went out. But $30 just felt really steep. So I was like, no, Disney. I've given you enough of my life already. <laughs> I, like, I will wait till it's free. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. exactly what we did. And we, we kept that $30 in our pocket. And so we'll leave it there. And then 
and then we saw it. So, uh, or now, uh, I'm sorry, Esteban, we're going to start with you. What did you think of the live? Was it worth the wait after the <laughs> main delays and you skipped the premiere access? Well, was it worth the wait to see this live action movie? Well, you know what? And I'm I'm such a fan. Like again, I I love trailers, and I'm also a fan of like reviews whenever something comes out like i'm a i'm a i'm a stickler for reading like early reviews so i wonder what people are thinking and what people are feeling and this one was just such one way or the other like people were like oh my god it's beautiful and then i'd hear like oh my god that was awful <laughs> and then i was like well those are two different things and then it would be like oh my god it, it's really wonderful you didn't need the music and then somebody else would be like this was just not great like i wanted i missed the music i was like what Okay. Okay. So, so it's, you're gonna fall on one end or the other, and I fell on the portion of really enjoying it. <laughs> um, okay. It. It. I mean, it is just. I mean, visually, it is just a beautiful film. I mean, they did such a great job filming this. Um, this film. Did do do I miss a few things from it? Yeah. I mean, I, of course. I mean, I miss Mushu. Spoiler alert: There is no talking Eddie Murphy dragon in this <laughs> in this version, but. This version didn't call for that, and I and, and it, it would have felt out of place to have a talking animal, you know, as a sidekick. I think, and and I think they did a really good job at trying to like get this um get this story told on a traditional you know um, Asian culture level and get this on a traditional um you know values for everything. I mean the theme the the entire film felt like it had that theme of just like valor loyalty and truthfulness which was like inscribed on on her dad's um sword and throughout the rest of the film they just constantly kept returning back to that like you know bringing you know um you know uh honor onto the family and you know coming from the dishonor of you know not being able to be the wife that everybody wanted and then just going into this so it was you know it was i beautiful like if, if anybody were to ask me what they i thought of the, of the film i just thought it was beautiful i thought it was a great job at it I have, to say, I, have, I have to say that I completely, completely agree with you. Like, like I like I started watching it and I've heard so many bad things that yeah. I was literally looking for things to, to hate almost not like to hate. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah. Like I was watching, I was like, all right, when's it gonna start sucking? <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I was like, is this the bad part? Is this, is this is this what the because like, then people about? talked about the phoenix and they're like oh that's a that's a poor excuse for like a mushu replacement and i was like no this was like a and wonderful think, yeah. you know example of like what she's coming out of and doing i was like no i i no shut up all of y'all i think, I think that, but see i really think that they took what was great things that were great about the first one and brought a little bit of that into it because if there's parts of the movie where they with um She's like reborn. They have there's like an instrument. It's literally an instrumental version of ref of reflection, of of Christina Aguilera's reflection song. Yeah. I was like, it's like an epic fight song version of it. Like they and then there was parts of it where you hear like little beats of the music from the music from the first one from it, the animated one. You took the words out of my mouth because that's I think what I appreciated so much about it. Like, listen, it's not a musical, but we want you to know that we're still honoring where you know we got the idea. of this film from like you hear those those notes of you know reflections you hear the notes of make a man out of you and yes. it just like it, it fits so well and they made those little references like they had in the animated versions of being like oh what are you looking for in a woman i was like what she make like how she cooks and i was like oh like that's from the song like that's wonderful yeah, exactly. like i like that yeah i liked i liked having the little i liked having the little beats of it um yeah 
I liked how in the beginning they recreated that classic scene where they're talking about bringing honor to the family. Like in the cartoon, it's the cricket that who travels with her, who messes up the teapot. But in this one, it was the spider, which her sister was afraid of, which is why she tried to cover it. So there was that. Um, like I was saying, I liked how they caught the essence of the like the musical without copying it. Um, I would have liked to have them see them do the song "I'll Make a Man I'll Make a Man Out of You," but I think that was just because like I really enjoyed that. Like out of the movie, that's like my favorite song. Right. Um, the only thing I didn't really care for was like I felt like the witch who died. I felt like oh. her death was a little rushed. I felt like maybe they could have given her a better death scene or given her maybe a better redemption arc. I just felt like yeah. like she was a cool character that I felt like I would have got I should have like I wanted more from her. I and I agree with you because you know what they did? I thought they did a really good job building her up and giving her that like character development and then it was quickly like, All right, cool. It's like she's a warrior. It's like boom and oh, I'm gonna save you. I was like, Well, that felt a little un you know, it, very less as dramatic as I thought it was gonna be. Right. Um it, 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 I mean, the emotion was there, and it was a good death scene, I thought, but it almost felt like it just didn't build up to that. It, it didn't earn that death scene, is what I, right. I, I feel. But yeah, no, I, I agree. And But I do love that aspect. I love the, um, the idea of the villain kind of being, like, there being two villains, and there's the main villain, and then there was, like, the witch that ended up being, like, misunderstood and just kind of being along those lines of, like, the reason that I am the way that I am is because I'm a woman, and people, A, don't want to take any note on me because I'm a woman, and then, B, I, you know, my chi is stronger than anybody else's, and then that makes me a witch. It makes me horrible as well, too. So I can't be a woman, and I can't be powerful, <laughs> because then nobody appreciates it. So, um, but I do, I, I do like how they they incorporated that. And I, I mean, and I just got to keep going back to the fact that it was just a beautiful film. Like everything about, like I just couldn't stop staring at all of it. Like you know, I wasn't just focusing on the people on the screen. Like I was looking at the entire landscape of everywhere that they filmed and it, it was just, it was so pleasing to the eye and they, I thought they just did a beautiful job with it. Um, I will, I mean, I will say um, who, I mean, where is it? I had wrote down some other stuff as well too. I, oh, Jet Li, when did he get that old? Like, good Lord. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, Jesus Christ. Oh, we um, called you the Emperor. Yeah. Um, On top of all of that, I mean, the film score is just top notch. I mean, Christina Aguilera, Christina, uh, homegirl came back. I mean, she knows her roots. She loves that Disney. She loves that Disney paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then also, um, I'm going to destroy her name. Uh, Yiffy Lu, the one that played Mulan. um, I was like looking up like, you know, I was like, oh, my God, I love all this stuff. She did like 90 percent of her own stunts. Wow. So. Her riding a horse, wielding a sword one-handed, that is all that homegirl. That's all her. Like I was like, do it. Get kill it. <laughs> I tripped. I tripped just going to the bathroom the other day. Like, come on, <laughs> like go for it. <laughs> but uh Matt, Matt, what did you think about the film? Uh well, not as favorable as you guys were given the film, to be honest. <laughs> I okay. I there was so I, I watched the animated movie and then I watched the live action, which could have contributed to my feelings toward the film. Uh but I I I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I just felt like some of it didn't 
matchup because I knew what the other side was, you know, the animated version was doing. Do I believe this movie needed to be a musical? Absolutely not. The music was not needed, but, but you still had the same beats. So why not? Yeah. So that, that's kind of like you one, honestly, one of the biggest things I had a problem with this movie was that she, she saw that her father was struggling and I thought honestly that version like like him accepting the uh, invitation to go back into war was done way better than it was in the animated movie. Like you, you felt like the struggle, like he put down, like he's like, you know, he's uh, like walking to accept that, that invitation. Then he drops down and everyone's like, you know, there's like, you gotta let him be. And I thought that was way, tra- that was better translated in the live action version. So I'm like, okay, okay. But the only, the part that, that bothered me was that, the whole moment of reflections in the animated movie was like, that was her transition of making that decision to be like, I need to do this to protect my father um, because he's going to die. And that she was singing that song of like, basically her transforming herself into a warrior. Whereas in the live action version, it was a cut scene. Like yeah. she goes from picking up the sword and then she turns around and then she's already in the uniform, she j- pops on the horse and bolts. I'm like, really that's what we did here like you know what i think kind of helps with that though is the fact in the animated series she didn't have any special powers like she wasn't like this she you know and we saw that in the very beginning when she was a kid running after the chicken and being able to like basically balance through the air her chi was just like through Mm -hmm. the roof i think with this one we didn't have to we didn't have to be told why she's doing this. She knows that her chi is strong enough to protect her family. She knows that she can she can hold her own in a sense and be yeah. like, I'm gonna do this. Like, dad right. can't do this. I'm gonna wield this I sword got, on my own. Like, go go Power Rangers. Like, let's too. go. <laughs> go yeah, I got I got I got more of an empowerment, like a woman, like a more of an empowerment moment of like yeah. already knowing within herself. Like, all right, this is what I need to do. Like, you already know the answer. What you need to do, you just need right. To, have the courage to do it and coming off of like what you did matt like watching the animated film and then going into this one directly i think is different than any of the other disney live actions because if you would have gone and watched animated then go directly into live action aladdin i don't think there was much disappointment in there because they kind of did exactly what they were each meant to do right <laughs> and, and like, they if, ha- you really want, if you really want to see that just go watch the animated lion king and then watch the live action version you would have seen a shot for shot remake shot for shot remake and at I, least and I, aladdin I, gave you a little bit more of a story exactly <laughs> you have I, I, lions I, with no facial expressions in the live action lion I, king i have a very big displeasure for the live action lion it's, king i did not I, like it same is it beautiful yes john favreau we get sure, it you're amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you didn't but, like yeah, they, yeah, we're on the same page here. I, yeah. I, I agree with you that Aladdin gave us something extra that wasn't in the animated movie, as well yeah. as Will Smith brought the genie to his own. So, like, yeah. you know, and, and all that I love. Like, so far, Aladdin's my favorite live-action adaptation. Oh, hands so down. Far. Um, yeah. But with Mulan, I agree. They, they Obviously, going in, it was clearly different. Yeah. Like, they weren't telling the same story, which I appreciated. And I wanted to – I was really high hopes when I walked into this movie because I knew it was going to be different. I was going to watch a different movie and maybe see things I wasn't going to expect. Um, that being said, you know, going back to the reflection scene that, that should have been in that point in the movie, I felt like at least give us like a little bit of a – like you kind of like where – what was it? The um, 
uh, the Honor to Us All musical number mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the movie. They yeah. play, like you guys were saying, subtle musical notes from that from the song. And they gave us like a long, like kind of montage of them putting the makeup on her and, trans, you know, mm-hmm. going into that. So, like, that was great. I love that. So I felt like maybe you should have done that in that scene. And not to say that uh, I think they I wish they would have just gave more time to her maybe like putting on the outfit and like riding out. But that's yeah. just, that's just me. They, I, for me, it was like really quick and let's just move on uh, later that I found out. Talk about reflections. Th- that moment was in a different part of the movie. So I my my reserve for that scene was kind of it went away when I see that they put it somewhere else, it was just, yeah. it was later in the movie than I, than it was original, than it was originally um, where they played the musical cues where, and then, and, and talk about, you know, it was the, the witch, the witch lady. Mm-hmm. I, I liked her and I didn't like her. There were, there were parts that for in the movie, it worked for her character at other parts. It didn't. And then when it came to her, her death scene, I, I did, I did feel a little short change. And then there was part of me yeah. that was like, well, why are you in this movie in the first place? Now, <laughs> now, now, don't get me. I didn't, I didn't dislike her character. I, 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 I think she had good reason of being there. Basically, she, she was like, you know, she was having that struggle, and she was almost jealous of Mulan because she was able to do the things she couldn't. Yeah. And you know, she, you know, she, and and also she was a person to tell Mulan, like, hey, you know, you got to be yourself if you got to, you know, if you, you're going to make this work. And like, and you had that like that that br- very brief fight scene, and then that that was a moment where she decided to like let her hair down, kind of throw off all the armor, and just like I'm gonna go in here being me. And I thought that was a great moment, but I just some parts of me with with that was a little off. Um, so and then there's that, and then also I liked how the uh, and and Mulan the animated movie kind of did the same thing. There wasn't much of a romance element um, in the film, and I appreciate that because I don't think that's what the movie should have been about. Yeah, I think in, in the in the animated movie, the captain was kind of like the love interest kind of sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kind of eliminated that altogether. They gave somebody like another soldier, another warrior um, that quote unquote love interest. Uh, but the captain was much older. I think that dynamic worked a little bit better because they were more or less on the same playing field. Uh, yeah. But the, but the movie never made it about that. Like they never like they didn't hinder on it. It was just like a. You know, you work with someone for so long and then, you know, you start feeling a thing or two. But we're not going to act on it because we're in a different situation. And I liked how we never lingered on it too long. And, I mean, you can tell that something was there, but we didn't pay too much attention. I I like that about the movie. Yeah, I agree with that as well, too. And I will give it to the the actor that played her father as well, too. I think he had a lot of inner emotion that really exuded. Like, I mean, he really – I was focused on him whenever he was on screen. And it was just like, all right, yeah, I'm – I'm here for it, dude. Like you're, you're awesome. But I mean, I think going towards the witch portion of the character as well too, I think there was an aspect of where they did have to, it's like, all right, we got rid of Mushu. And if you think about it, Mushu is a pretty decent chunk of change in the animated version. And you know, he has his own like waking up and trying to go wake up another dragon and doing his own thing. So it was like, all right, how do we incorporate another character that, we're not necessarily going to make like a, a sidekick, but we also don't want to make them like the, a villain full on villain yet um, misunderstood. And like, there's all those different aspects. It's like, we got to add in something else to so give it a little bit more depth depth and a little bit more meat to its bones. I, I felt on that end. And I, I mean, I think, you know, it was a, 
it was it was like a stoic way of like presenting like the Chinese culture, but also in a very like traditional um, way of presenting Chinese culture. And then it did such a good job. Like the one thing I did have an issue with as well, too, was the matchmaker scene was because you gave the audience a way for Mulan to say what was wrong because like the spider fell and she put it on the she put the teapot over it and the matchmaker right. was like like what's wrong is there something wrong easily could have been like uh yes madam there's like a spider under here <laughs> <laughs> like and we could have <laughs> forego this whole thing so right. i think giving the audience that option of her saying something kind of like takes away from the fact that she had no way of saying anything was wrong you know it's, if she moved right. the teapot be like how dare you like you know dishonor on you instantly that i feel like that should have been a little bit more dynamic i guess <laughs> in that sense but i i mean i loved it and the other thing that i i mean it's a disney movie it's for you know american audiences as well too i get it everybody needs to do it i would have felt more like i think i would have felt more if you would have kind of kept the traditional um language in there as well too Another part that I liked about the live action version opposed to the animated version was that in the animated version, we never got to see the struggles of her inside the camp. And, you know, they kind of like because obviously she's a woman and, you know, everyone else is sleeping in these little in, in these, uh, I guess, these these cots or whatever. And we saw that translate in the live action movie. Um, but in the animated version, they avoided all of that and said, oh, she's just sleeping in a tent outside of the facility. And I'm like, well, that's kind of a cheap way to kind of get around it. And the live action version kind of showed us like her like, oh, I'll take the night shift or I'm I'm skipping showers or like you see her going to bed later than everybody else and getting up early than everybody else. so She can hide it. And then also you had those comedic moments of her like kind of jumping around the, the guys that are sleeping oh, and yeah. kind of really showing like the struggle of like I need to really preserve my identity here that I felt like the the animated version did not dive into as much as the live action version. So yeah. I, I I like that aspect of it a lot more um rather than the animated version. Um what do you I guys did enjoy the, Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um I was going to say uh, I did enjoy that one little cameo at the end after Mulan saves all of China, of course. Right. Um, and is presented to the emperor and it's um, the original voice of, you know, Mulan from the Mulan. animated version. So yeah. I was like, oh, it's Mulan. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's, I, I thought that was a nice fun cameo, which unfortunately I knew about before. So that's Aww. one of the things that he gets spoiled for me, but uh, I know her as agent may in agents of shield. Yeah. So and uh, currently on the Mandalorian as well too. Exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, so she, I, I think that was a nice touch to, and like, it wasn't anything big or anything. It was just like yeah. barely, barely 15 seconds of a cameo, Yeah. but it's one of those situations where you, if you know, you know, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm kind of curious about, you know, talking, we, we kind of mentioned a little bit, but like the Phoenix and more or less replacing the role of Mushu kind of sort of, my question is, do you think the Phoenix should have been in the movie at all? Yeah. yeah, I like that. I think it was. I think it was in there just enough because this is more it, of an adult retelling of that child's of that child's story. So, like, I mean, think about all the elements in there. How would you have reacted to like Eddie Murphy as a talking phoenix or like well, that right. kind of? You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, not not him exactly, but like a, a comical character, like mythical character solving all your problems. They, it's almost like the phoenix. But it's almost like the Phoenix was there, but also wasn't there because nobody else, 
made mention to it. So it's almost right. like it was like that was like her inner spirit that her, only she yes. has. And and that's exactly how I felt about it as well too because there there were a couple times where I had to be like, can anybody else see it? No, it's just her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right. I was just making sure. But but yeah, I really do think that that was just kind of like that spiritual guidance from the ancestors given to her to the to the sense that only she could see it. And, you know, and it, and it really did help guide her in that sense. And given given her it didn't do anything for her other than encourage her, I feel, in that sense, without having to say a word. Um, right. And then just kind of being on that end of just like, all right what Mushu did in the, in the animated film of being like, Oh, my baby's going off to war here. Eat your porridge. Go ahead, go in, go fight, go fight. And the Phoenix didn't really need to be a character at all, but it was there and presented itself in such a good aspect for her inner, you know, everything, you know, obviously the rise of the Phoenix. And I, yeah, I think, I think it was great. I think it was a good addition to it. And like Ernesto said, like this was for a, a, a general, more um, adult audience. I mean, this, I think this is the first one of the live actions that was like PG 13. All the other ones have been PG. So yeah, I think clearly, right. you know, you wanted to get a little bit more oomph to it. And I mean, the right. fighting was done beautifully. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, just, man, it, it, they did a great job at just kind of doing it. Each one, each scene really felt like a painting in some sort. It was like a work of art in a sense where it was like, it felt very Asian and very Asian culture. Like it was very far away. You know, you had the, the landscapes and you saw like the, um, the soldiers trailing off and it was, it, it worked very, very well. So I, yeah, I, I really, I really like what they did with it. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. The, the fight, the fight, choreography was was really good like we we seen action that i haven't seen in a while and so like i think the cinematography was great you know the uh locations that they went to really made the film seem grand uh mm-hmm. as it should be you know even going into war like even that aspect of like her trying to figure out like the the first major battle scene uh yeah. was like kind of like grand in and of itself and then we get another one well well actually the, the still the first one the first one was still pretty grand and um and i liked how and it, and it was funny because like there was like a move where i guess the the bad guys that they were doing like they're riding on a horse and all of a sudden he like flipped around did like a little tap on the ground oh, yeah. and then all of a sudden like they're they're facing the horse backwards and then like they get pull out a bow and arrow and it just starts you know letting it go and then the guy next to him did the same thing and i told megan i'm like did they all go to the same school? Did we miss their training montage? How to do that scene? Cause that was, they all did that pretty well. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, but as far as the Phoenix is concerned, I'm like a hit or miss on that. I like that because, you know, I understand that maybe this was like the replacement of Mushu, but as, as though, although I do agree that the character of Mushu in a comedic person did not need to be in this movie because that's not the story they were trying to tell. But I feel like that with the Phoenix and what it was there for, it was a guide for her and like, you know, making sure like, you know, it was a guide for her to get to the to the training facility. It was a guide for her to be like, hey, you know, I'm here to save you type of situation. Like it was there, like all the roles that Mushu did in the animated movie, the Phoenix did in this one. I just didn't know if it was needed to be in there. I'm like, I'm I'm on the fence on it. Like I see where what the movie did, but like if we're not going to address it in any way and like the father prayed for something to to get like the help the, reach out to the ancestors to bring out this phoenix so like i, I don't know i, I there, there was an aspect like i felt like you know it, it worked in some areas i didn't really care for in others but ultimately i thought it was fine and that's yeah. kind of like my my vibe with the whole movie was i didn't i didn't 
I've, I'm like right down the middle. Like I thought there were some great aspects to it that really worked as live action format. And I thought they did better than the animated series, but there's certain charm. I'm sorry, the animated film, but there was a certain charm to the animated movie that also worked with it as well. But then there's at times you got to think about these are two separate movies telling the same story and you're going to have to just kind of live with that. Um, but I thought the movie was like, I thought it was okay. I, I'm like right down the middle. Like I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I just thought it was like enjoyable to some parts. And I'm not, I'm not but I don't think it's a movie that I would go back and like need to rewatch again. Like I'm yeah. not going to like sit down and be like, oh man, I can't wait to go back and watch Mulan. It's like, for me, the repeatability is not there. Um, but and it's funny because I, I, I rewatched it because I had watched it um, a few weeks ago and cause one of my buddies had it. And so we watched it. And then when y'all had asked me to come and do Mulan, I was like, Oh, okay. Well, let me go make sure that what I thought about it is what I still think about it. Right. <laughs> and, and I went back and watched it and I, and actually the second time around, I found myself enjoying it a little bit more the second time around. I can see um, and, and it was just like, Oh, okay. Like, I like that. And I think they did a good job at balancing that those comedic little portions. And it, actually, you know, I'm not even gonna say comedic. They, they had wit. It had a lot of wit to it. Yeah. And and it wasn't so much trying to be funny. And it's like they had these little um these little quirky moments that they would say something, and you'd be like you get a chuckle out of it. But for the most part, you were like, this is a pretty you know drip like heart driven movie where it's like you know you're trying to like find yourself and rise from the ashes, and just you know do um do bring honor upon your family right. in that sense. So yeah. And I do like that message that like you guys were mentioning earlier, they keep bringing him back to that with, you know, with the sword and the meaning of the sword and what yeah. was inscribed in the sword. And at the very end you got like, they turned it over and there was a new one and it said like family and is involved with that as well. I yeah. thought that was a great touch to add it to there. Um, Ernesto, what are your final thoughts on, on the film? Um, I thought it was great. I mean, I, I honestly re- really enjoyed it. i I'm actually looking forward to rewatching it. Like, okay. I'm, I have to, I, I do have to say, I really, I really enjoyed it. Like I, I mean, I mean, I, I'm a sucker for a hero story, you know? And, yeah. you know, they talk about loyalty, bravery and being honest and loyal, brave and true. Like part of that, I had part of that yeah. shit tattooed on my arm. Like, I, I don't know. Like I'm like, I was here for it. I was here for yeah. it. I was here for it all the way. Like, you know, bringing honor to our name. That's something we, that everybody wants. Everybody yeah. wants, that's a universal everybody, thing. Yeah, that yeah. was that's very, a universal yeah. thing. Like everybody, everybody at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of their journey, they want, you know, they want to amount, they want their name to amount or mean something. We all want to like, leave a mark know? on this world in some way, correct? Right. Or correct. a legacy and of I, some sort. And I think, and I think that the movie was, or the story of Mulan tries to convey to us all, like, you know, we all have it within us to be the hero of our own stories, but it takes you to take that step. But you have to be loyal, brave and true to do those things. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I can agree with that, too. Um, do you where, now where does this stand with the other live action Disney movies from what you've seen so far? Are we are we like Ooh. this is top tier live action Disney or are we where where we stand on that? Well, let me to think. Me, I thought, um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be kind of up there with me. Um, I still think Aladdin's my favorite. Um, the, I think they did the best job at doing what the animated film did and then giving us a little bit more. Um, and I, it, I I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, this is going to probably sit right underneath um, right under Aladdin for me. It, it'll, it'll probably be right there with Cinderella because I think Cinderella did a beautiful job at retelling. I mean, because Cinderella is such 
an overdone story. Like Cinderella yeah. is done all the time in every aspect. Everybody does a, a Cinderella story of some point of some kind. But to remake the Disney version into a live action version, I thought they did it beautifully as well too. Um, and did it without again without music and yeah. kind of just hinted at music here and there. So um, this one kind of sits right there with that one. Um, as and, and again, I mean, I'm on the same page with you, Matt. Like. Lion King, like live action Lion King. I was like, why did th- why did y'all make this? Yeah, it <laughs> like this isn't me. live action. This is just a, a CGI animation movie again. Yeah, but, pretty much. Ernesto, so. where do you stand on the on the live action table? See, uh, see, I love I love Aladdin. I love Mulan. I think to me they're on the same level. I okay. think Aladdin is a little bit truer to the mm-hmm. original content as far as like the animated one, as far as keeping it a musical. But yeah. I think, like, to, I felt like Mulan, they could have done that. They literally could have done exactly what, what um, Aladdin did. Maybe, like, thrown in a couple extra songs. But I like saw the opportunity to tell, like, the same story in a darker way. So that now if I look at them, like, they're two different. Like, to me, they're, they're almost like two different things. Like, yeah. like, like the... The live action has hints of the animated one, but it's not the same movie. It's right. like yeah. the, the story in essence is the same, but the way they tell the story is very different. It's, it's like reading the stories, chapter. Yeah. Correct. It's like here's the children's version of it, and here's the semi-adult version of the same story. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, and- I, that I, I do respect that they did that. Like they made it. I, I thought that I like that they made that distinction to tell to tell a little bit more adult story than the children's one, but still respecting the original content. So to me, that's where it's like, it's kind of in the same level where Aladdin is. And I haven't even seen the live action Lion King. And every time I ask somebody about it, I've not heard. <laughs> I'll, sa- I'll save you the two hours in it. So just watch the, just watch the animated one. It's the yeah. same fucking thing. It's Except short- Beyonce's <laughs> in this one. I don't know. Like, <laughs> she sings single ladies with all the flying messes. Like, that's all she does. <laughs> like, like and I, and I think that's what was that's what like kind of upset me as well too and I but but yeah and you know and then like like with the live action it's funny because I consider the sleep I consider Maleficent as the Sleeping Beauty live action because I really don't want to watch Sleeping Beauty live action <laughs> I'd prefer to watch the Maleficent <laughs> um, yeah it was a great movie and uh, and it, it did a great job at telling the story because like let's be real the original like Sleeping Beauty like the bitch is on there for only like what 15 minutes and then she goes to sleep for the rest of the film yeah. <laughs> and it's named after you? Get out of here! <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of have to agree with the both of you. As much as like I was, you know, you guys enjoyed the film as a little bit more than I did. And uh, even though I ride that like that 50-50 line of how I feel about Mulan, for me that was still like this. To me, I I love Aladdin. I thought that was really good. And I've already said this that the the best the best out of the live action version. Mulan comes at second place for me. Like compared to the other live action movies, it it like it did what others don't do is yeah. and it told and you know tried to you know echo the animated movie while also being its own thing. And that's what that's what I like about Aladdin. Aladdin obviously echoed a lot of the animated movie including the musicals, but uh but also gave you a new musical number and it went in a different direction and it wasn't trying to be the animated version it was trying to be its own thing and mulan did a great job with that you know the jungle book it also had cues of trying to be original i know this kind of kicked off this big trend but that was just 
okay for me. And then, like, there's also, oh, Beauty and the Beast, another movie that was oh, just, yeah. like, carbon copy from from the animated film and so like i don't want to see the same movie twice like give me some yeah. originality to it so that i get extra into there yeah i get exactly that. Like, and, and and i felt I, same way with Beauty, because you know what i love beauty and the beast but now that you say it out loud i think i enjoy looking at live action beauty and the beast because it really is it's just the same story it's the same story, but, yeah. but it's it's so nice to see it in a very realistic you know fashion and seeing sure. the actual yeah, yeah. you know everything happen but um but yeah no no no, i, I agree with that I, I think that i think mulan did such a good job at being its own and also kind of almost like it's oh man like you know i, I don't know like it, there's there's some kind of there's some kind of parallel like to it of of being its own thing and then also being true to the original which is right. kind of like a theme within the actual you know story to begin with so it's like i, I mean yeah yeah like i'm i i think it's a, i think it's a great one and yeah and then like the jungle book i think the jungle book kicked all that like you said off for us and we were excited about it and then they gave us more live actions where we we're like oh so the jungle book really wasn't amazing amazing it was just one of it was the first right <laughs> so yeah, we, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how i feel so yeah so the mulan sits up second place for me so so yeah and you know and, and it's funny because we can you know praise these live action movies and or you know shit on it all we want they're going to continue happening and we're still going to yeah. watch all of them because we want yeah. we want to see it's that curiosity of like well how are you going to do it different or yeah. how are you gonna do it the same? Or yeah. I, I know I love these I love these movies growing up, but how are you gonna do it today? Like, are you still gonna include those like questionable lines that you did back in the version? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm here to find out. And so like either way, they have my money. But uh, you know I, it's again I read that 50-50 line, but it's one of the better entries out of the live action Disney movies they've been doing yeah. recently. And then, I mean, we got, what do we have coming up from Disney live action? Like Little Mermaid is going to be coming up soon. Yeah. Um, it's going to be Lynn. I'm ex- really excited for that one. Cause that's I mean, I'm thrilled for that one. Uh, what Haley, um, Haley Berry is going to be um, Ariel and she's just incredible. Her and her sister. Um, and what uh, the, the Cruella movie with Emma Stone is supposed to be coming out soon. Yeah, that's been, that's been in the works that. for a while. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's going to be cool. I mean, Disney's, I mean, we, I mean, we, Disney knows what we're like. We're all going to, we can talk, like you said, we can talk shit all we want. Are yeah. we going to watch it? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so right now they have Coella, like you said, in the works, they have the little mermaid. Like we said, there's also a, apparently a Snow White and the seven dwarfs remake in the works. Um, you also have, Oh, that's right. The Lilo and stitch live action version. Oh yeah, that's right. That's going to be weird to me as well. Oh too. yeah, like, absolutely. How, like me like I'm so intrigued by that because uh, it's like, got, how are you going to make Stitch into like a live action terror? <laughs> and also like, also adorable. So like, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> like, like, what are you going to do? Oh, you know what? I will say at live action that it wasn't like a live, a- well, it was live action, but it wasn't like off anything specific, but Christopher Robin, I really enjoyed. Yeah. I, I good. Yeah. Yeah. That one just like, I think cause the nostalgia, like I grew up with my, my parents, like, Every like you know, my dad would get paid, and like the 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 joy that we would get was go to like Toys R Us to pick up a new Winnie the Pooh like VHS tape, and like I have like so Pooh Bear is like 
kind of like one and I loved it. So like that whole film was just like heartstrings and just being pulled the entire time. I was just like, right. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty but, sad movie. And, and, it, and talking, yeah. talking about crazy rich Asians earlier, um, uh, the, uh, the director of crazy rich Asians has signed on to do the live action Lilo and stitch movie. <gasps> oh, so I'm like, Henry oh, Golding, put him in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> make him stitch. <laughs> make, make him stitch. <laughs> Uh, I can easily see him playing. Well, they might go for more like the Hawaiian actors, but they yeah. uh, they might he might play like maybe the uh, the boyfriend from the from the oh, movie. Oh yeah, <gasps> Hawaiian. Oh my God, put Nicole Scherzinger in this movie. Oh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> also, we have uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, Notre <gasps> Dame, as in the works. Uh, uh, Pinocchio is also in the works. See, isn't Tim Burton supposed to be doing that right? Uh, uh, Robert Zemeckis is going to be. Oh, Robert Zemeckis. Okay. So far, yeah. See, I, I think Hunchback, you need to have those in that movie. Those musical numbers you need to have in there. Oh, like, if you like the cathedral, me, the cathedral yeah. music, yeah, like dun, that. Dun, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. That score better be in that fucking. Yeah, if if Disney were to announce that one was not going to be a musical, I right now we riot. So. We riot. We take our pitchforks and we go to the studios. That one, yeah, you cannot. Don't fuck with that music. That music is beautiful. Like it's amazing. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I uh, also look forward to Bambi. Apparently, is in the works. What? <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would watch. I don't know if I'm gonna watch that one. I have no. I don't. I have no initial interest in watching it. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know. It's yeah. I agree. Um, okay. I'd rather watch a live-action Fantasia. CGI <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mickey. <laughs> uh, it's like, we're actually just going to show Phantasmic, and we're going to put it on the big screen. <laughs> uh, we also got Robin Hood in the works. Looks like it's come, that's coming Wait. to Disney+. Plus. Is it going to be like live-action... As yep. Fox's Robin Hood or live action like yes. a human Robin Hood? No, 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 the Fox Robin Hood. Yeah. <gasps> here for it. I'm here yes. for it. Uh, they also got in the works uh, Peter Pan and Wendy. Um, I think so far they have Jude Law playing Captain Hook. So I think that could be pretty interesting. The one that I'm excited for is Hercules live action remake oh oh hell yeah i'm yeah oh mm, i'm just waiting for them to drop a cast yeah and, <laughs> yeah seriously because you know my favorite thing to do like every time they announce these films i'm like all right let me fan cast this like who would i put yep. in like in these roles and yeah, I, that, that's another one hercules that there better be the music better be in hercules you, you better be on that shit yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm that's also that's way. also one of those ones that I am so I'm so surprised that that's one of those Disney films that hasn't made its way to right? Disney on Broadway. Oh, that's a good point. Like, yeah, that that is that is built for this. Like that entire film is built for the stage. And you, I mean, you got Disney on Broadway has some great stuff, but I mean, you put Frozen on Broadway before you put Hercules. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do know that uh, the the cruise line, Disney Cruise Line, they have uh, Hercules the musical. Oh, like nice. as one of their performances. I remember when I went on the cruise, I saw that one there and I was like, you know, my love for Hercules just kind of went back into like, oh, yes, I do really like this content. It oh, really and good. it's such a great film because that one, the 90s Disney movies were so good at being oh, able yeah. to take 
a story that is an ancient story and just add in these like key elements that are like for the time like you know the air herks and they had like you know mm-hmm. uh and all that other stuff and he had his own drink his oh, own gatorade and stuff yeah, and all that so good fun. stuff um and then adding in scar whenever he's taking a picture with, oh that's uh, right know. that's right so i mean like the disney 90s disney films are just mwah, chef kiss like you know it is just right there <laughs> <laughs> And also, the executive producers for Hercules right now are the Russo brothers. So, like, if that's <laughs> you, right? Take my money. <laughs> yeah, they're not directing it, but they're executive oh. producers. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm oh. good. Like, you got oh, yeah, me. Like, you have yeah. me. The yeah. guys who brought me Endgame are going to be part of this movie. Sign me up. <laughs> Doctor Strange is going to show up in Hercules as well, too. Please. He's going <laughs> <He's gonna> to bring <laughs> all the princesses together. <laughs> Don't tease me with that. <laughs> um, Jasmine yeah. flying through one of those rings just on the and, magic carpet. She's it, here. I'm here to fuck shit up. <laughs> it's a whole it's a whole new world, bitch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Like 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 we were just saying, these movies are not good. Like I just list like twenty more coming soon. So no matter how we feel no. about it, it's it's coming. It's, it's not going to be it's happening. Just, but you know what? I do want to see that's been in the works for so long, and I need somebody to get the move on it. Uh, Guillermo del Toro was like planning a whole haunted mansion film and that was like uh, years ago and it was still it was like it got put on the chopping block then it got pulled back in and then it was in development hell and then it's just been kind of sitting in the middle of nowhere and it's like dude let him do it like we know yeah. he knows how to do movie monsters he knows how to make it feel i mean we saw um what was the one that he did um uh, lady not the lady in the water um uh, shape, shape of water shape, shape of water, of water which is absolutely beautiful. We know that he can put heart into it and to do the Haunted Mansion, but to do the Haunted Mansion the way that the Haunted Mansion I feel should be done, not that Eddie Murphy shit, that was just awful. But <laughs> um, but, but I want that ominous Haunted Mansion feel to it. Like, And and I think that would just be cool to to kind of get that that film back in, in, the, in the talks in the again. Yeah, in yeah, the works. I agree. Like, you know, I honestly give us more... Uh, well, they are coming out with a Jungle Jungle Cruise movie, Jungle and I don't Cruise, know yeah. I don't know how that's gonna work with The Rock <laughs> in it. But like The Rock can make hopefully I mean, he, he's he's a good he's good at making you know things work. Like yeah, I I didn't think Jumanji was gonna be anything good, and that turned out to be a really good movie. That completely yeah, that one came out of nowhere for me as it, well too. It did. Because I was like, that's stupid. I'm not going to watch that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And then I watched it, and I was like, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, the sec- really good. Even the second one is even the second, the second one. Yeah. Really yeah. The second one was good, too. But <laughs> you know what? And, and I agree. I think I know what you were about to say. Like, let's see more attraction movies. <laughs> yes. yes. Because exactly I'm so. I'm so here for attraction movies. Because I, I did see that one preview of Jungle Cruise. My favorite line from Jungle Cruise is the backside of water. Right. And <laughs> I get a kick out of it every time. So I'm so glad that that's like in there. So I hope that all these little Jungle Cruise elements are put yeah. into there and just I get agree. like what came out of I mean, look at Pirates of the Caribbean. Like who would have thought sure. Pirates of the Caribbean was going to turn into like this huge, you know, thing and Jack Sparrow's now a pop culture icon, you know. Right. Yeah, Do what? Oh, do you want to see a Splash Mountain live action movie? <laughs> they did. It was Songs of the South. <laughs> and it was extremely racist. <laughs> it'll, be, 
that. Actually, you know what I would like to see a live action of is uh, Princess and the Frog. I mean, that is a beautiful film. Yes. Give me some Tiana. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. That was a great underrated movie. Oh, oh, yeah. It was a beautiful underrated movie. Yeah. The music as well, too. It's just amazing. I love that. Yeah, it's one of like the last ones they did in 2D, but it was kind of like an homage. And yeah, yeah. I, I think that's another one that not, doesn't get enough attention. I, I do agree with that. Well, but, I'm interested in seeing now because I think as as a former cast member and same with Ernesto, we fought for years telling people people were like, oh, my God, I love Anastasia. I'm like it's not a Disney film. And then <laughs> and then now Disney owns 21st it Century is. Fox and it's now <laughs> on Disney Plus. I was like, well, well then there goes all that. <laughs> <laughs> All that wasted energy is now just like, well, I did to tell people it's not and why it's not. And they're like, yeah. well, now it is. I was like, well, fuck, I guess make a make a live action of that one, too. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, nothing stopping them. They could easily do that. Oh, yeah, uh, but yeah, but anyway, to, to make a long story short, for the most part, that's our review on Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that short little review we did. That short little review. Yes. Um, Estevan. Couldn't thank you enough for coming back onto the show. Always a pleasure to have you on and talk about all things movies. And, you know, it, it was a blast. Absolutely. Oh, thank exactly. you. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy talking to people that enjoy the exact same thing. So it's always fun to be back, guys. I appreciate it. So are you, is there any programs or anything you're working on at the school that you want to plug? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. Uh, no, I mean, no, not really. Right now, we're just really trying to get our students uh, registered for the next semester. We are currently, as we continuously talk about, in the midst of a pandemic. So here at Del Mar College in Corpus Christi, Texas, we are working with our students to help them achieve their dreams and achieve all their goals. Uh, we are offering eight-week courses now for students to fast-track them. Uh, we are completely online and virtual, except for some of our um, programs that have to actually do face-to-face -face and do like clinicals. But I mean, we are continuously growing. We are one of the best community colleges in not only the state of Texas, but in the, um, the United States. And we are super proud of that. And um, if anybody ever has any questions, please visit delmar.edu um, for all the um, information that Delmar College can help provide all of our students. Uh, right now, we're not really working on anything specific. We're um, we're like two weeks away from the winter break, so we're all kind of like just counting down until like we all have that break. So so right now, it's like please don't give me any extra projects. Like I <laughs> I'm good. Like the holidays um, are almost here, guys. The holidays are almost here. We're on that we're on that stretch. So we're working we're working on that. Um, but yeah, I mean I mean you can probably see behind me my office is a wreck. But but it was just you know we're constantly trying to just be involved with all of our students and make sure that they have everything that they need we're in the midst of finals i think today and tomorrow are the last day of finals um that's kind of for everybody around the country right now so all right. for any any students that are listening right now good luck um <laughs> your 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 faculty and your staff at all your colleges and universities are are here for you we're all we're praying for you <laughs> uh <laughs> continuously stay safe continuously stay healthy um, if you need help, just reach out to your administration. We are more than happy to help you in any way that we can to make this an easy transition for everybody as well as an easy experience. Um, we know this isn't the easiest for anyone, but you know what? Well, you know, you're not in it alone. As they as they continuously say about the pandemic, we're all in this together. Right. <laughs> are we though? But no, <laughs> we 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 are we are. Um, so we're trying to make this as as easy as possible for our students and make it still a great experience for all of them as well. So, 
I mean, keep keep on the lookout. I'm gonna we're constantly um, doing things. And if anybody likes to follow um, Delmar College, we also have a TikTok now, uh, and we do our um, Viking mascot is on there, and he is just killing it with information for our students as well as trends um, that are going around TikTok as well too. So he's always available. So you can always reach us at. Um, Let's see, what is my handle? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I got so many things. Um, DMC Vikings, and that's on TikTok. So All right. our mascot is doing that, and we have everything going on. So hopefully everybody has a wonderful holiday season, and hopefully all of your um, finals, you, you pass them all with flying colors. And if you don't, well, it's okay. We're still here for you. <laughs> 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 just come back next semester. It's always been a pleasure uh, to have you. Thank you for agreeing to come back on and, you know, giving us your wonderful insights and all these things. And if I'm not mistaken, we've already spoken to you. We're having you back on fairly soon again. Uh, for Wonder Woman. Yes. I will be back for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we kind of set this up, you know, we, you know, we hadn't had you on for like, we said like six months and then we we're like, Oh, let's bring back Estevan. Like, great. And then HBO, like Warner brothers dropped the news and like, Oh man, we got to have Estevan back for wonder woman. I mean, I was told Ernesto wouldn't be here, but I, you know, side, I was side, you know, <laughs> sidelined with that. So it's fine though. So, but you know what? It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, Ernesto's going to be there too. He's, oh, he's... okay. Oh, I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Ernesto. Am I taking up your time right now? <laughs> sorry, jeez. <laughs> I'm a I'll, human being. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you have somewhere to be? Ernesto <laughs> loves having you on the show. That clearly. Yeah, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I, I just put well, up. With... <laughs> well, I, I like having on the show. I don't know about him, but thank I, you, Matt. I, 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 appre- I appreciate it, Ernesto. Well, you know where you can go, Ernesto. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you know, you know where else you can go? You can go over to our Instagram page at box office underscore bingers, where when, you know, the movie conversation doesn't stop when this podcast is over. It continues over on our Instagram page at box office underscore bingers. Um, Estevan, I know I see you on there. I see a little, little picture. I know you yeah. look at it. I know you see that we do movie showdown Mondays every Monday. Pick, you know, we, we pick a, 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 an actor, an actress, put them against their line of work. You can pick the best one. And in, in, uh, coming up, we're doing our holiday special, uh, our holiday movie showdown. So we're going to put up the classic holiday movies against each other. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, on Wednesdays, we recognize the music behind the movies. You know, you get to pick, you know, try to guess what score you're listening to. And we'll give you some fun facts afterward. And then every Friday, we give you new to stream Fridays. We'll let you know what's on the streaming services. So if you're looking for new content, it's all there. It's also, if you miss anything, go to our save stories. It's also there. All of that good stuff is on our Instagram page at boxops underscore Avengers. You can also reach us there as well as our email. Uh, we have an email at boxofficebingers at gmail.com. We love to hear recommendations. So far, we've already received, Ernesto, two recommendations for our foreign film of the month. And so we're putting that into account and we're like pushing it out there. It's like, you know, doing that as our future. So we love to hear feedback from you guys uh, because we want to know what you guys are watching and we want to know what you guys want us to talk about. And then we're going to talk about it. So we're all excited there. Well, uh, if, as- I, if I if I may, if you are not following 
uh, their Instagram account, please do. I mean, y'all guys put on such entertaining content and it's so it, like, I, I, it's so engaged. Like I enjoy seeing whenever y'all have something popped up and it's on my story feed. I was like, Oh, oh let me go see. Let me go see. And I was like, <laughs> I know that one. I'm just not going to answer it because I already know it. <laughs> or then it's like, Hey, what suggestions? I was like, well, let me just add this in and give my two cents yeah. about that. So, but no, I mean, if you, if you listen to the podcast and you're not following Instagram, uh, I'm going to need you to stop being lazy and go follow. Um, and if you are following Instagram and you're not engaging, then I'm going to need you to stop being an asshole and start actually engaging with them. Okay. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> Oh, that's like the best we could get. Yeah, I've heard his words, not mine, but I'm also agreeing with everything he said. Yeah, I'm, I'll allow it. He's like, I'm not saying he's wrong. Uh, again, thank you guys for listening. We got, we like we kind of teased earlier, next week we're going to be talking about Selena the series. And I'm going to be watching the series and the Selena. movie for the uh, so we're gonna we're talking about part one and we're bringing back another special guest so we're, we're excited to do that and so yeah we, we have we have we also we're doing our holiday special soon ernesto we did our halloween special we're doing our holiday special we got a whole bunch of movies we're going to be reviewing for that as well it's i mean we we got we i mean please we gotta, tell me that you are going to make ernesto dress up as a brown santa claus <laughs> for the holiday special that's that's not what, what? we're doing no. <laughs> oh okay i'm not doing any of that <laughs> oh i thought i thought okay I thought, maybe, maybe. I thought Ernesto was going to come yeah, out looking yeah. like Will Ferrell and Elf with the yellow tights and just being like, this is, <laughs> welcome to the holiday special. <laughs> you know, we, you do know that we don't, we, we, this is not a video podcast. No, I know, but okay. I just feel like I, it, should, it needs to happen anyways. Not yet, anyway. not yet yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, we got a whole bunch of stuff lined up for the rest of the year and we're even planning for next year. So, you, you know, you come back for more because we're, we're, we got plenty of stuff planned uh estevan thank you again for coming on to the show and for thank all for of everything me. box office bingers i've been your host matt diaz i've been ernesto santos see ya <laughs>